0: up because it just said to us some pressing matters on our side we don't know and in that letter it doesn't even tell us which officials is acting on behalf of the DG of Kutukok. And then it doesn't also tell us what pressing matters are there because colleagues from where we are seated today we're going to deal with the adjustment budget of the department. And then, is the committee's view that there can't be any pressing matter than the DG attending this matter, the portfolio committee, unless if they are pressing matters, if they were explained to the chairperson, because the way the apology is written, not even signed by the DG SF. I still ask the secretariat to tell us who's the person who signed that letter. And that letter doesn't even say who's the responsible official that's going to be dealing with this matter. Would, that will would be representing the DG. That's a matter that's concerning to us as a committee because today we are dealing with the department adjustment budget. So that's the matter, colleagues. That one felt need to bring to your attention. Mm. Is there other thing? Is there any other colleague who want to comment on this apology? Yes, Chair, Mkalipi. Who else? And, and Hadebe with H. Hadebe with H. Who else?
1: Hussein uh, chairperson, please.
2: Sure. In that order, start, Mkalipi. Yes, Chair. Thanks, Chairperson. Uh, I want to anchor your sentiment to say that we can't mm-hmm. allow the DG to treat this uh, meeting like this. Chairperson, you remember this is a very critical uh, budget, as it is an uh, adjusted budget that needs to be led by the head of the department in this regard, which is the DG. So, if the DG just um, send an apology without details, we take as if that she does not take this committee serious, and we take exception for that, and we also made it clear yeah, that you are about her being absent while you are processing okay. Are you frozen? Mm-hmm.
0: Can you here, Gigi, can you mute your mic, please? Gigi, Honorable can you move, mute your mic? Mute your mic, yes. Khalid, are you done? Gigi, mute your mic, please. Can you mute your mic? Yeah, it's muted. Mute your mic, Honorable (laughs) Mbumza. Okay. Uh, The next person who wanted to speak on this matter
3: is Honorable Hatebe. Thank you, Honorable Jefferson, and greetings to all colleagues from both houses, National and SOP. I appreciate the concern about it. Uh, if the entire executive authority uh, would not be present uh, this evening. I'm not sure, in terms of the delegation, whether is there someone that has been delegated to lead on behalf of the executive authority, in a where clarity-seeking questions and explanations are coming to our side. Who's going to exercise uh, that role? It becomes very tricky and challenging. We understand the issue of um, Honourable DM Bapel. We wish him uh, well in his isolation, but uh, if you are saying also um, Honourable DM Dao will be in attendance, but unable to respond to questions. Uh, it becomes uh, tricky. So, if I can get an <laughs> explanation in an event where one is clarity and decisions are to be taken. Same person, can you meet PM your mic, PM please? Will be in, and Thank you. To respond to questions. Yes, Chair, yes. If,
4: if I can just can get that clarity said, so that
3: we ease our concern and frustration. 20, event 2, word, one, Thank you. One, Clarity. But it's uh, really concerning the chair. I understand yes. other um, um, apologies please. where members yes. are highly committed, yes. yes. uh, but yes. equally, yes. the yes. Yes. Is, uh, if is not uh, to so be so given the yes. attention yes. In, yes. Our, yes. Yes. in terms yes. of us yes. yes. as members yes. exercising yes. our oversight yes. role and responsibilities. I, it's crippling uh, us from our oversight if we are. Not going to have executive present at our disposal. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Uh,
6: Can we take the take down the,
5: the presentation?
0: Can you mute your mic? Yes, can you mute your mic? Che person, yes. Yeah. Okay. Honorable Usen.
1: Uh Chair, thank you very much. Hi uh, can you hear me? I'm on now. Chair, I just want to find out, please. Yes. If there, uh, what the explanation was for the DG, uh, and uh, not attending the meeting, may I just say that I mean, this is the first time that I've sat in a portfolio committee that we, especially if you're dealing with the strat plan and you don't have the DG present, uh, it's unprecedented. I haven't experienced that before, but perhaps there's a good uh, explanation for it. But I just want to make this appeal perhaps to uh, to uh, DM Tau, I see he's online. I understand, Chair, that the DG has been appointed recently, and uh, I think that the portfolio committee was also mindful of that uh, over the last uh, few weeks to months now to allow her to acclimatize uh, to the work that needs to be done. But I, I don't get the impression that uh, that she's been properly orientated by, um, by a political principle. So I want to just make that appeal to uh, um, DM Tao and maybe he can just comment on it, because our experience thus far hasn't been one that we can feel a sense of confidence that uh, the department was able to step away from some of the problems it was experiencing with the previous DG and the problems of the department. We had a sense of confidence, I think, that when we were informed that a new DG has been appointed and we thought perhaps things would start getting better. But uh, recently, and the recent... Uh, Experiences that we've had as the Portfolio Committee, I don't get that confidence that it is going to get any better, unless, of course, there's a very good reason for it. And maybe we must ask uh, D.M. Tao to just maybe explain, and perhaps Chairperson, those items that the uh, the DG was supposed to lead on, uh, I suggest that maybe we just carry them forward to an, to another point, another uh, another date, and if we can continue with some of the other items on the agenda, if that's possible.
0: Okay. That person, you wanted to say something? I heard you raising your voice. Jefferson? No, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, I'm you thought the I was cut, ne? Thank yeah. you. Yes. Uh, Dmta, wherever you are, are you able to respond to the member's concerns before we take your decision on this matter? I saw him, he had logged in. But like I said, he tendered that apology.
5: Alex, can you help me? Is he still there? Yeah, uh, uh, I'm here. Can Yay. I just pull over so that I can be able to comment? To comment? Yes. Maybe to you can proceed with the other discussions. As soon as I can of- pull over, I will comment.
0: Yeah, because we have registered your. Your apology that you had in images that's what I've said that but it's like now in the absence of the any other political heads you are in a tight corner now I can imagine how do you pull off in the roots of kaute I don't know
3: yes, um, sure. but,
2: what, you must find
3: a secure spot. we are very concerned uh, yeah,
2: about but, now the chair is, is not recognize you. You are not the chair. The no, no that, that I, 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 I'm, 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 you
0: want to be recognized. Okay, let me recognize <laughs> honourable <laughs> Mkalip. Then honourable can can Hatem. Please
7: good. also recognize me, honourable yeah. director?
0: And honor, also Upegi, Honorable also. Uh, oh, Honorable Who? 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 Who?
2: Yes. Thank you uh, chair, um, chairperson, uh, while the you DM is that, trying to,
0: Yes.
2: Okay. Chairperson, I want to, I, I want to understand one thing. While the deputy minister is trying to, 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 to pull out of the road, who is leading the delegation from the department in the absence of the DG? That has been my predicament, uh, Honorable
0: Mkhalibi, because the letter that is not even signed by the DG doesn't tell us, it just tell you officials. And when I look in the system, there's a lot of officials here who are in attendance. Because if that letter had told me who's the acting, who will be representing, I wouldn't have had issues. But the letter, the way it's written, that's why I even referred it back to the Secretariat to understand
8: no, who's the author of the letter. Only been what? Does it answer your concern? And then and now, like
0: the house belongs to ZN. As this is after ZN, I do please, officials, can you respect this meeting? You can't be talking on the other side. The rest we are in the meeting. Tender, meser, can you mute your mics, please?
9: I, I am very yes, sorry, person.
0: I'm muted it. Mkalipi, you are still on the floor. You were interjected by um, the mess.
2: Yes, Chairperson. No, I wanted to get a clarity. Within the absence of the DG, which we don't accept as the committee, because we view this uh, as a, a disrespect to the committee as we are dealing with the adjusted and a very critical budget. So then, who is leading the delegation from the department?
0: Maybe let me ask the officials who are here, who is delegated to, who's leading? Because the the apology of the DG should have said that officials. Chair. I'll call them names. chair. I know. Oh, remember. Remember, et- uh, force. are you the
5: leader?
0: Chair. Force, are you the leader of the delegation?
3: <coughs> Honourable chair. Remember Yes, yes, Chair President. Yes, Chair, I, I was saying uh, previously we, we, we had this uh, quagmire where no one was officially informed in writing that he will be a leader of the delegation, and at that time there were uh, to and from no one wanted to take a uh, uh, responsibility so i'm saying if we did not we did not get in writing from the uh, accounting officer uh, a person that will be a leader of delegation we might find ourselves in the same uh, 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 quagmire uh, uh, like previously
7: chair can you please recognize me is did? That's the challenge, that's the difficulty with that apology that I've just read. Yes, director. Thank you, Chair, for for the opportunity. Chair, a situation like this makes one to wonder if the DG understands the importance of the committee or if the DG is just taking us for content. And now that we have an apology that does not have the leader of delegation, and also doesn't have the reasons for for the DG's absence. I will therefore suggest that all the items that were supposed to be presented by DG be referred back. We will discuss them when the DG comes. That's my submission,
4: Chair. Chair. Who's calling the chair? It's Michalakis' chair. It's a
0: proposal, colleagues. Okay. T- over to you, <laughs> you
4: Honourable Thank you very much, Chair. Chair, just on behalf of, of our side, uh, well, I can only speak for myself, but in the NCOP, this is certainly not the first time that this has happened. Um, the executive authority has not honoured a single uh, invitation from the NCOP's side um, the minister hasn 't appeared before us ever uh, she doesn 't answer our questions, and quite frankly it is a uh, chairperson not a partisan uh, matter it 's uh, actually the treatment that we receive on all sides and towards all political parties. This is quite frankly unacceptable from our side in in the NCOP uh, as well uh, i th- I believe that um, that we Honestly, cannot be continued to be disrespected in this manner. And um, I would definitely uh, support the proposal made by Honourable Wilson uh, Wilson, and um, uh, actually indicate that we need to demand that the executive needs to come and and account. This is a very important meeting. We have uh, this opportunity on our side once a year and uh, we definitely can't uh, allow for us as the NCOP to be disrespected in this way either. Thank you, Chair. Chair Bezhin? Chair Chair
6: Uh, I'm here. I will proceed with sharing the session because it would seem that uh, Honorable Mutambi has, has, has a problem with her line. Honorable Kaya, Kaya, you can proceed.
8: Thank you, Chairperson. I would propose a way forward that the meeting be postponed until yes. the uh, until the, um, the executive authority comes to to the committee, please. Because we have just postponed another meeting, Chair, uh, based on the same similar circumstances. Thank you.
0: Uh, okay. Are we allowing a DM? You, can you hear me? Yes, Chair, we can hear you. I okay. was still saying... Are we allowing DM Tao to say something before we take the proposals as proposed? Because where yes, we are, speaking, it's as good as we are speaking to ourselves. I think that's how it looks, it looks like DM Tao. Have you pulled off?
3: What happened to the DDG?
0: Uh, did, did he's
5: struggling with the connect uh, connection.
0: No,
10: you know what uh, what
5: I was trying to do. Uh, yeah, he's here the DM now. Proceed DM. Sir once again, my my apologies. I have an emergency that forced me to leave <coughs> to leave the house. So I did connect so that I could hear the proceedings. Yes. But uh, as indicated in my apology, I would yes. have been otherwise limited. Yeah, we, we... I, I should say, I thank you very much, Chaperson, for understanding. Mm-hmm. I should say that uh, the branch responsible for the presentation this evening is uh, the branch led by DTG Faber, who is on the line. He has been responsible together with his team for the compilation of the report um, uh, and uh, both himself, the Chief Director, Siabelo, uh, uh, and the Chief Director for Finance, uh, the CFO should be available on the line to deal with any questions that the committee would mm-hmm. like to deal with. Um, so, on our side, at least uh, to the extent that the officials designated to engage with the matters, these officials are available on the platform. I can't at this stage confirm because I haven't been able to to confirm the reasons for the apology. But otherwise, the rest of the team is available. Thank you very much,
0: Colleagues, we conclude this matter because already you have heard the the DMs uh, Respond to these matters. How do we then uh, conclude? There was a proposal that we must uh, we must postpone this meeting.
1: Chair Hussain's here. Yes, Hussain? uh Chair, may I may I just say this? Um, and in fairness to uh, to um, DM tau and even DM Bafela. I think the members of our portfolio committee will will agree with me when i say that in almost every single meeting both the deputy ministers make the effort to come and and attend the meeting even if they don't have a massive contribution to make but they take it seriously and we have great respect for that you know it shows that that the executive uh, and the dm is the both our deputy ministers you know show the level of respect to the portfolio committee they're there all the time to deal with the issues. I, I, we understand that uh, the, the minister sometimes is unable to attend. We make an issue about it, but she's also been attending the portfolio committee. And that the executive, you know, that there is a genuine willingness from their side to try uh, to Parliament when it comes to the portfolio committee. Uh, I'm afraid, Chair, that if we don't this problem now, This is going to go on for the next four years. And although I understand and I accept the explanation from D.M. Tau, I think that the DG must understand that these things must be taken seriously. And if you think that there is something more urgent to be dealt with, then I'm afraid that that's an insult to Parliament itself. This portfolio committee is a committee of Parliament. It's not just a committee of colleagues who are sitting to have a conversation. So if you show disrespect to the portfolio committee, you are showing disrespect to Parliament as an institution, and that's the point. I think that the, that the the DG must be orientated, with uh, especially on these these type of matters. So I want to support the proposal by um, by DIRECO that uh, that we postpone those uh, those matters, and when the DG is available, she can inform us, and then we reconvene. Yes,
0: I think that should be the route to follow. Safe to also to emphasize to uh, honorable George Mikalakis that in our case as the NA, we've never had challenges on the attendance of the executive. Uh, just that, like today, there's no more member of the executive that will be able to also respond. Is the absence of the DG, also there are the apologies of the uh members of the executive including the dm because the dm has got a president dm tau has indicated to us that he has got a pressing family matter that he needs to attend to so basically that will be in line with that and yes who's calling the chair
3: um Pumza,
0: okay honorable Pumza.
9: Yes, sir, person. I think that the submission made by Honorable Teriko that uh, we we rather we rather postpone this meeting, sir, uh uh and defer to the next meeting because we can't continue in this particular situation.
8: Thanks, sir.
0: That's, 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 that, that that I think there's consensus on that matter. We'll await the DG to tell us when is she available. Uh uh, uh that's the other issue. Uh, also, in the absence of any member of the executive, because we are dealing, uh, like, as honorable, uh demand is also raised. At least we could have either a deputy minister in attendance. We understand that also uh, DM Babela is off sick, and then DM Tao can make it. Also, the minister, she's still busy in the presidential coordinating council meeting, and then... If the DG was here, at least we knew we we're going to proceed with the meetings. So she just said, "Cited pressing matter." She didn't tell us what is it. And in her letter, there's no any other person was delegated to it on her behalf, despite what the uh, the deputy minister explained to us. So we'll adjourn this meeting and await the availability of the DG. To be present, but the other issue, the DG of traditional affairs is here. We are also supposed to deal with the adjustment budget of the DG of traditional affairs. Do we also adjourn the meeting to say that they present both on the same time, or we can hear the presentation by the Department of Traditional Affairs? I need guidance on that, Honourable Director. Yeah. yeah
7: I was saying, can, can we only refer back the items that were supposed to be presented by the DG of the other department, and then for traditional affairs, we can proceed. Yes. yes At she- the of the house. Chairperson. Yes.
2: Uh, today, we're not supposed to get the MISA presentation as well, and the DTA and COCTA. Yes, my apologies.
0: The MISA apology. There's an apology from the CEO of MISA. Yes, a family bereavement. There's a funeral at home, but there's somebody who's delegated. That's why I didn't mention the apology. There's somebody who's got the delegation of authority to make the presentation on behalf of MISA.
2: Okay. So, no, still on the floor, Baboon huh? Eh? So, so, therefore, I agree with the suggestion of Honourable director to say that it will be very unfair to the DTA because they are here, they are prepared, and mm. they, they are ready to go on with the meeting. So, I think we must listen to them uh, mm. without saying that they must go home because there is nothing wrong they have done. But yes. coming back on the issue of the DG chair, I think it's not enough to say that we must postpone the meeting on the basis that the DG is not here, and that's all. Because this is not the first time, if you remember very well, mm. our last meeting was postponed on the basis of the incomplete information. And mm. this is the second time that we must do Colleagues, can
0: you hear Honorable Mkalipi? Okay, proceed. Honorable Mkalipi. Oh, 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 oh,
2: oh, oh, with oh, oh, what oh, 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 the oh, 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 oh,
0: can you repeat the last part? You were cut off completely. We could hear a single thing. The last
2: part of I, your it, presentation. Yes. Is my name, Chairperson. I'm saying, Chair, it's not enough just to take a decision to say, let us postpone a meeting on the basis of the DG. At some point, you must get a report or a full report from the office whereby the DG is reporting, because it's unfair to us as members of parliament the work of parliament that you must always postpone our work on the basis of the dg absence okay
0: that that is noted as part of the minutes we'll have to it will have to be communicated to both the minister and the dgsf i think that's the feeling of everybody in the house so be as it may be, uh, then uh, the chair, co chair of the NCOP, Honorable China Dudu, had allowed me to chair this meeting. DG Traditional Affairs, can we can we put the presentation on the screen so that then you can proceed with your presentation? DG Deepof.
11: Thank you very much, uh, uh, Honourable Chairperson of the Portfolio Committee and uh, Honourable Chairperson of the uh, Select Committee uh, and Honourable Members of of both Committees. Uh, I'm just checking if the uh, Secretary is able to assist with uh, uh, reflecting the presentation uh, online. Uh, the presentation was circulated to to members I'm just just checking uh, if the uh, committee secretariat are able to assist with the uh, with that part uh, thank you thank you uh, can I just check uh, uh, honorable chairperson I can see it on my screen can I just check. Uh, yes, if noted. the members can see the presentation, thank you very much. It is uh, uh, thank you very much, Person. Uh, the the presentation deals with two parts, and I think if we can just go to uh, the next slide. Um, the next slide. Uh, okay, I think you've jumped the first uh, the first slide, and um, but this is just the outline, which just shows. Apart from the two first bullets that deal with introduction and background, the focus is on the budget allocation. Uh, We presented earlier to the committee earlier in the year when the initial allocation for the 2020-2021 financial year was done. Uh, But there have been changes recently, uh, adjustments, special adjustments that have been effected. So we will then report to this committee uh, these two committees about uh, those special adjustments in so far as they uh, uh, affect the Department of Traditional Affairs uh, and uh, we'll then also talk about their implications for the annual performance plan for 2020 and 2021 followed by some concluding remarks. Uh, if we go to the next slide um, What the next slide just does is those those two bullets, uh, Honourable Chairperson's uh, just um, uh, a reminder that we are here in this space uh, because of COVID nineteen uh, and a national state of disaster being declared in the country. And um, I think in that last bullet, if we could just take into consideration the last statement in that in that last bullet, uh, which indicates. Uh, that uh, our budget as DTA has been reduced uh, by three uh, million rand, and the slides that follow will show uh, where the the money has been been taken from. So we can go to the next slide. Uh, In this slide, we just indicate that when we interacted with uh, both committees earlier, uh, after the tabling of our strat plan and APP in March uh, uh, this year, we had indicated to the committees that at a later stage would come back uh, to indicate the revisions that we would need to um, effect on uh, on our annual performance plan, uh, given the advent of of, of COVID-19. And basically what we are doing today uh, is to share with the committee, apart from the reduction in our budget, uh, the changes uh, that we we are introducing in in our annual performance plan. And we can then go to the next slide, which then deals with the uh, reductions in the budget. So, in in this slide, um, we we basically show the uh, the reductions in the in the budget. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, members uh, to focus on the last column uh, of this slide. It says MTF estimates. Now that STM MTF estimates. Uh, looks at the outer years of 2021-2022 and 2022-2023. But I'm not going to focus on that for purposes of this discussion. It will be the next two columns uh, that I would ask the committees to focus on. Uh, One says original budget, and this is the original budget as tabled in March uh, in Parliament. And the next one says adjusted budget. This is the adjusted budget per the special adjustments that have been introduced now so uh, members would see uh, that the top part of it uh, d- uh, reflects the uh, okay i think i think uh, this the presentation has gone to the second the next slide very quickly if if i could just uh, explain the slide before that because at the easc because it just shows the budget overall before we get to the breakdown uh, per program so that that top part just shows under original budget, as members would see that uh, the total of the original budget was 173,399,000. So the adjusted budget is 170,399 So that's the three million uh, that that has been cut there. But also, if I could just ask uh, that members look at the three programs themselves, they're at the top, there's administration. So the uh, 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 reduction in administration uh, it just shows from 54.6 to 54.098 in the program research policy and legislation the reduction is from 19.012 million to 17.710 million and the third program from 99.764 to um, ninety eight point nine five nine one. that's where the reductions are. The bottom part of that slide just shows the same information but broken down by economic classification. Members would see that when it comes to compensation of employees, that one has not been cut, uh, but the cuts were under the item goods and services um, where it was th- 37.943, uh, as we tabled earlier this year, and is now 34.943, which is where the 3 million uh, 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 was taken from. The next one there is transfer and, pay, uh, and, and subsidies. I just thought I should ref- uh, just, just alert members to this, that this is the amount that gets transferred through the Department of Traditional Affairs to the CRR Rights Commission. So there has not been a cut there. The amount has remained uh, as it is. And so I think if you look at that at the bottom of that slide, it just then shows the total as three million. If you can go to the next slide, what that next slide does is now to focus on the programs themselves. So under program one, which is administration, if we stick to those two columns that I spoke about. The one that says original budget and the one that says adjusted budget. So it will show uh, that in terms of administration, it was 54.623. It is now 54.098. Uh, the, the 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 breakdown there is, is reflected to show uh, how much was taken uh, from 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 which part of the of the program. The bottom part is the same principle that I explained earlier. That in terms of compensation of employees, there were no cuts that were affected. The the, effect, the cuts were affected under uh, goods and services, and the total for this program is 520, uh, 5,000, as it's shown there at the bottom in in red. The next slide is program two. Um, and it will then basically just outline the kinds of cuts that have uh, been effected under Program Two, research policy and legislation. The same principle; those two columns that I have spoken about: original budget versus adjusted budget. It was 19.012. Uh, it's now 17.710. That's those are the cuts that have been effected. And the bottom part again just shows. It is not under compensation of employees, but it is under goods and services where the cuts were effected. And the bottom part at the end there just shows in rate, the total amount that was reduced uh, from this program is uh, uh, just over 1.3 million. The next slide, which is uh, program three, uh, institutional support and coordination. um, It will basically be the, the same principle in this slide, Uh, As members would see there that the two columns, original budget versus adjusted budget, it was 99.764 million, it is now 98.591 million, Uh, and the total at the bottom there is uh, 1,173,000, and taken together, all these three totals then add up to the 3 million uh, that I spoke about. what we do in the next in the next set of slides, honourable chairpersons, is to just highlight uh, what this means for the uh, 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 annual performance plan uh, of the department. Uh, and as a slide is being moved here, just to, to indicate that basically what happens here is the, the there are three things that 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 would like to to table before the the, the the two committees. One is that there there are projects that would have required us to be physically present on the ground and it is going to be difficult with the protocols now in place for those projects to be implemented. And then secondly, there is the category of projects that would have required enabling legislation for us to implement and we are saying it's going to be difficult for us to proceed with those projects. And then the third category is a category of additional projects that we are proposing uh, in response. the circumstances uh, that we find ourselves in as a result of COVID-19. So in this slide, you'll see that the first one is there was this project on research on the customary role of uh, the Quesan leaders focusing on the NAMA. Uh, This is the kind of research that where you can't just do desktop research, you have to be on the ground. Our teams were we're going to be required to, to travel, and we're saying that for thorough piece of research to be done in this regard it's going to be difficult uh, for us to do that uh, under the circumstances Uh, similarly the research on compilation of a a customary african customary law this is research that would require uh, traveling and actual interviews and engagement uh, with stakeholders we're saying that it's going to be uh, difficult for us to do a meaningful piece of research uh, under the circumstances We had also earlier on intended uh, that uh, we will work with kinships and queenships and principal traditional leadership uh, to to assist them to build capacity so that they can review their own community rules that conform to the Bill of Rights, because the, uh, the concern was that some of the Uh, traditional and customary rules that obtain may not be in conformance with the Bill of Rights, but this kind of work requires us to be on the ground and meet with royal families uh, for for that work to be done. We had also said that uh, anticipating that the Traditional and Koyasan Leadership Act, uh, a date on which it takes effect, would have been proclaimed. Uh, We then said that we will then audit compliance with the provisions of the, of the Act. I remember when we presented to the committee, there was concern that we shouldn't focus on two provinces, we should focus on, on all provinces. Now, the difficulty is that where we are at the moment with the a date uh, of, on which the Act should take effect, not having been proclaimed as yet, uh, we believe that it might be too uh, premature then uh, to say that we now focus on uh, uh, assessment of compliance and monitoring of compliance uh, in the different provinces. Uh, The next slide um, just then shows a continuation that also what we said we're going to do was to look at queenships, kingships, and principal traditional leadership communities. And here we're going to work with them and create capacity in those institutions to document the roles and functions of royal family members. Again, from experience, this is the kind of work that requires us to be on the ground. You can't do it virtually. You have to be there on the ground and, and convene meetings with royal family members uh, to go through this kind of work and we said it's going to be difficult under the protocols where gatherings are not are not, are not allowed. Annually uh, the commit, two committees would know that we used to take one kingship or queenship and we would then work with them to document their customary laws of succession. This was one of the areas where we uh, try to document this to uh, customary laws of successions uh, as as part of uh, obviating uh, succession uh, uh, disputes uh, because once they are documented in future when there is a matter of succession that arises, then they are able to refer uh, to to the, the the document that will have been uh, generated with their active participation again from experience, this is the work where you have to be on the ground uh, have Royal family members being convened to different meetings uh, so that they can contribute uh, to this, uh, to this, to this, uh, to this uh, research process, uh, because these customary laws of succession in the main are not documented anywhere else. And, and the, and the process then has to involve us uh, being on the ground. We also said that we're going to finalize uh, this, this work on the handbook for traditional leadership. Uh, Now, um, we, we believe that it is possible to still do some of the consultations uh, to the extent that it is possible to do them visually, but to exhaust everything under the current circumstances, to exhaust all the consultations to the point where we then get the handbook being approved. Our concern is that this is not going to be a, a possible. We will still continue with some of the consultations, but the key issue was to get all the consultations exhausted and the handbook uh, approved, and our concern is that that last part uh, might not be achieved, and therefore we are recommending uh, that uh, that we not uh, uh, reflect this as as part of the revised uh, APP. We had also said that uh, the, what the uh, the new legislation was going to enable us to do was to work with all the over 800 uh, traditional uh, councils to make sure that they get reconstituted, there must be elections, new members coming on board and so on, because the majority of them, their term of office has actually come to an end. But this one was going to depend on a date of the act taking effect being proclaimed. Uh, We are concerned that even if it gets proclaimed now, for us to be able to work with all the over 800 traditional councils to make sure that we assist them to. Uh, constitute and reconstitute uh, the councils it, it would not be possible of course this was also going to require focus on kwisan uh, councils as well kwisan councils uh, and we believe that uh, to conclude all this work it will not be possible for, uh, for 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 that to be to be achieved to the extent that it is possible uh, whatever time it is that uh, the, the the legislation the date of the legislation taking effect can be proclaimed um, we will do all the preparatory work but to then expect that we will have concluded uh, 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 the reconstitution process by the end of this financial year uh, that that one will be the difficult part that 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 would may not be achieved we had also indicated that we will then also establish the commission on quiescent matters now at this stage the preparatory work has been done Um, a notice was issued out there in public, inviting members of the public to nominate members that can be, can be considered uh, for appointment as members of the Commission. Uh, the Minister has also gone a step ahead to make sure that she appoints a, a selection committee that can look at all the submissions that have been made, who, which committee will then make recommendations to the Minister on who should be appointed. That work has been done, that is in place. But the expectation is that the actual act of establishing the commission, of appointing members, can only be done once the legislation comes into effect. And because at this stage uh, it's still not clear when that will happen, uh, we are saying that uh, it, it, it is not going to be possible to, to achieve that. We have agreed internally, of course, uh, we have said... Uh, Should it happen that before the end of the financial year, this is uh, declared in terms of the date on which it takes effect, we will not step back and say we are waiting for the new financial year, but we will proceed with that process. But our concern is that making that commitment uh, to parliament now when it is unclear as to when this might happen, given... Uh, the, the challenges that we are having with COVID-19 and, and the delays uh, that, that, that are happening at the moment, uh, we might not be able to achieve that. The next slide uh, looks at the uh, uh, next program and, and the, the targets for, for that program, which is institutional support and, and coordination. Uh, two targets here specifically, we had indicated that we will conduct training uh, for a hundred traditional leaders um, as a start, uh, which will then be increased over the next the years that, that, that follow. And, and we had also said that we will focus on uh, 200 traditional councils and then we will add a couple of more hundreds of trad- traditional councils over the years so that by the end of the uh, period of the strategic plan, we will have covered all of them. Now, this is the kind of training uh, that would require us to, uh, they require two things to start with. Firstly, it will require... That the traditional councils themselves should be constituted. Uh, and once they are constituted, then we can do the induction. The challenge is that with the delays in the legislation, uh, the induction period. Uh, uh, the constitution period, the process, period of the process of constituting the councils, then followed by the actual induction of the traditional councils, will be impacted on, uh, and and that similarly applies to the actual training that must take place on the ground for the hundred traditional leaders that we have identified there. Uh, so, so these are the projects, uh, honourable chairpersons, uh, that we have identified. But we are saying in the next slide uh, that in addition to What we are presenting here. The rest of the other projects in the APP, by the way, we will continue to uh, to implement them. So those that we have not mentioned there, they remain in the in the APP and will continue with them. But we are saying, in addition to these ones that we are removing, there is an opportunity to uh, look at these others here uh, that we have listed in this slide. Uh, We are saying that. the issue of food security is quite critical under the current circumstances. And we're saying that let's, let's see within the, the few months that are left now uh, that we can work with at least 10 traditional communities to assist them in so far as food security programs uh, are, are concerned, uh, in part also as a response to, 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 to COVID-19 implications. We're also saying that, well, even if we can't conduct physical training uh, at least let's then focus on what we can do within the uh, protocols uh, of COVID-19, which is let's at least complete the development of the capacity building program so that all the modules uh, that will need to be rolled out uh, once we get into the financial year are completed during the course uh, of this financial year. So that we are reflecting there as, as work that we'll be able to do. We're also saying that that there there are things that relate to the uh, regulations and directions issued in relation to COVID-19, the disaster uh, that, has, period that has been declared. And one of those relates to adherence to funerals and uh, cultural events protocols that have been introduced. Uh, we're saying let's work with all the provinces now uh, to make sure that this matter is attended to. We're also saying that there, there is this issue that, that is emerging around stigmatization uh, related to COVID-19. And you say let's work with the provinces uh, to make sure that at least in areas of, uh, uh, within the jurisdiction of traditional leaders, there are awareness programs uh, on 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 COVID nineteen to obviate uh, stigmatization. And we're also saying that there are new regulations that have been introduced when it comes to customary initiation, where well, customary initiation has basically been prohibited uh, for the period of the, of, the, of the disaster. And we're saying that we have to work with all the provinces uh, to make sure that we monitor compliance uh, with these particular regulations that have been introduced. Uh, these are the, the, the projects that we, we are adding uh, to our APP for the 2020-2021 uh, financial year person. And finally, which is the last slide, uh, we're asking the committee to note the uh, the budget reductions, the allocation for the department that they've been reduced by 3 million rand. Uh, and we're also asking the committee to note the proposed changes to the 2020 and 2021 uh, APP. Uh, the, the, these changes obviously then get carried over uh, into the strategic plan itself, insofar as the first year of the strategic plan is concerned 2020 and 2021. Uh, thank you very much, Chair Presence.
0: Thank you, DG, thank you for the presentation. Colleagues, can I see a show of hands or are the colleagues who want to interact with the presentation? Can I note the colleagues, please? Colleagues, are you there? Honorable Kalipi?
2: Yes, we yeah, are yeah. We are raising our hands. I
0: can't see you.
2: <laughs> you raise. Must...
0: Please use the same load, Kalipi. Who else? <laughs> else? Honorable Mola. Yes, honorable Mola. Who else?
2: Is the only two colleagues who wants to interact with the presentation? Yeah. I saw Taza's hand as well. I don't know why he.
8: I also raised my hand.
2: Who also raised the
10: hand, a... Who else?
0: No, as well. Honorable Nita, you will be number four. Who else? That's all. Four speakers on the presentation. Ingo must also raise the hand
3: What? dealing with traditional affairs matters, che.
0: I'll put him yeah. as number five. It's a massive yes. talk. Yeah, we yeah, must say. lead that. Yeah. Yes, so let let us follow each other on that order. I'll start with uh, It's honourable Mkalip. <laughs> I'm making a blunder. It's Adewuney.
3: No, no, my hand was not up che. Oh, it's
0: yeah. honourable. It's honourable uh, Mola. Honourable Mkalipi. Honourable Kaiser. In that, and Honorable uh, Ngeta. Yes. In that order. And Honorable Ntuli. So let me start with Honorable Mola. Thank you, Jefferson, and thank you for the presentation. TG, what is the term of, of office of the traditional leadership? My second question. When was the last training of traditional leaders? Thank you, Chairperson.
2: Honorable Kalipi. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, DG, we note the decrease in the department. And uh, we would like to get more information because uh, especially we note that on the research, policy, and legislation, uh, and uh, on the institution support and coordination. Uh, is more affected, and my understanding, DG, uh, is that uh, uh, the, the 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 reduction that we is going to be very much critical and affecting the department. Is the, is related to the anticipated reduction in the expenditure of traditional leadership disputes and claims. And if you can get that justification, because I think that is the core work of the committee, I mean, of the department, uh, that also cause uh, some concern on your work of del- on a daily basis. Also, it also affects uh, the running of the department as such. And I agree when uh, you read on the slides that most of the things is that you can't a go and work physically because most of the things, especially when we have to go and meet with people to process those legislation like the COI and the Sun Leadership Act. And uh, so now I believe that that's where the reduction or that where the money was taken from in order to push on something else. So, therefore what is the justification of this Danuat revision in that regard? Because the coordination will be affected very, very, very much. And also, what is the justification of the ministry and the and the management level? Because I can see that they are not affected as such. And also, in terms of the research and police, because I, I, I know that is research, police and legislation, but whereby the, the affected area or the lag between the three Is on the legislation whereby you have to go and consult in terms of physically. So in terms of research and police, because that one, it can be done through your desktop. It can be done through uh, your laptop in the office. is not affected because if that one also can be affected, so it means the department is not going to grow. Thank you very much, Chief Thank you, Honorable Mkalipi. Honorable...
0: Okay, thank you very
10: much, uh, Chairperson. Chair, my first question, let me, let's me let first appreciate the presentation by the DG. My first question, Chair, is on the issue of the handbook for traditional leaders. He is indicating to us that they have not yet uh, finished uh, the process of doing it. It would be proper, Chair, if you could help us on timeframes. When are they planning to, to complete the process? So that we are able, as members, to follow up on that. To Chair, he's also talking about eight traditional councils that are still to be established because of the lapse of the time frame for those that are in those positions now. I just want to know, if the department has not thought of using other mechanism in terms of having the meetings to set up the traditional council, as we are all saying we are on a new norm. So the new norm is saying you are able to have those meetings virtually and be able to elect such people that are expected. And to check the third one is the training. Also on the issue of training, I would like to know a time frame for them to finalize the training again, utilizing the same way of ensuring that they are using the the fact that we are in a new norm and create, make creative measures of ensuring that the training is taking place. The last one, Chair, is on the issue of the decrease of budget. I'm worried, Chair, I know that we're in a situation that is very bad in terms of our economy as the country. But in his presentation, he's saying they are also still waiting for Koi and San to join them. And I'm, I'm just thinking aloud, if they are, again, have to go through the issue of establishing a council as well as training those How are they going to mitigate on that? Thank you very much,
0: Chair. Thank you, Honourable Ngita. Honourable Kleza.
8: Thank you very much Chair. That leaves me with one question. Uh, Now that the the Honourable Members have have covered me.
0: So don't take everything, Honourable Tzulide?
8: Yes, I won't take everything. It's just one question on the reduction. Criminal re- reduction. Uh, as to what impact does uh, the reduction have in terms of the disputes, claims, possible court cases, legal costs, uh, uh, with regards to, to the the the, the reduction of, of 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 the budget, what impact does it have uh, to what what have how, how, how have they uh, uh, made sure that uh, they, 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 they resolve the, the disputes what will, what what impact will it have to resolve these disputes and and court cases and legal costs and so forth Thank you.
0: Uh, honorable Ludolik. Another bulletin.
12: Thank you, Chair. Uh,
0: I, I I have
12: something in, in my mind, which I would yes. like clarity from the from the teaching. Uh, it, it's concerning about the the the, the reduction. Uh, if the reduction was taken from the goods and services how they are going to improve the the type, the, the the traditional courts because there are certain people who haven't got who, who haven't got uh, even the, the this tradition these courts at at this present moment some of them they were they were affected by the storm in 2017 they were there were not even uh, been built at this present moment. Uh, there are some amacos which I know who, who was affected on that. They are, they are, they are they are if they are in in, in in the court, they are sitting under the trees. So there is there is a problem out of that. And also, the this court courthouse, when they are going to be built, and then renovation. The other thing is renovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, last year I took a decision to take the Tripoli the, the money to repair my, my, my traditional court it spent i spent already it, it was about 3 340000 out of repairing that because the, all those courts all those traditional courts are not repaired and then okay. when when they are going to start repairing the the, the traditional courts because really it, it seems as if it's something which is not uh, in, in, in it's not happening in this in this in this news dispensation. Um, sometimes the the training what uh, what the DG is talking about when the training is going to take place because all, all these years we, we haven't got any training at all. Sometimes we are, we are breaking the law. Without knowing that this is this is a, a, a this is a law, it's a contradiction to the to to a constitution of the of 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 of, of our our country. Or only that? Let me stop there.
0: <laughs> Chair. Yes, we knew you were going to raise something, and that means literally uh, uh, something to do with traditional cause of course. Uh, that that's gonna be now that that we know the administration of the act is the Department of Justice. Uh-huh. But yes, it's about expectations that uh the, the traditional affairs must be able to tell us how are they going to work together with the Department of Justice in making sure that thing gets happened. But he's gonna respond to that. Honorable Hadewe, before I raise my issues, I see your hand is up. No,
3: thank you. Thank you so much, uh. Chair. Let me say, uh, uh, Honourable Tuli, I think you are very progressive uh, uh, for utilising your resources to refurbish and renovate uh, 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 traditional within your era. That's very progressive. That's very progressive. Chair, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, oh. Do not mind, Honourable Mkalipi. Uh, Chair. I'm i I'm I'm worried uh, uh, on the issue of uh, taking money from other key and paramount uh, uh, programs such as training. Uh, we understand the issue of COVID, but one ought to be uh, innovative and adapt. There's a saying that if you, if you don't adapt, you die. We are told that uh, COVID might still be with us for. A very long time. Uh, so what then will happen to some of these activities if the department cannot uh, adapt quickly and, and adopt new uh, innovative ideas to implement their program? Are they going to further postpone uh, th- these activities? I'd like to get an understanding in the sense of that, because money is there. All it needs and, and all uh, that Is required is for them to be innovative and understand that we are dealing with the new normal so they must uh, uh, gear themselves up uh, uh, to be equal to the task are we going to see further uh, a reduction in the near future because of them unable to adapt to the new normal Uh, i'm I'm worried indeed about training i mean we we, uh, 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 if they need help chair they must uh, uh, so that we we see as a, a department, how do you then intervene? Uh, but to just cut money without having uh, uh, taken an initiative, at least an attempt uh, uh, to give us a sense and comfort that you have uh, implemented these measures moving forward. At least we can, we need to get that sense, check. There are measures in place moving forward to uh, uh, deal with the new normal. Thank you.
0: <clears throat> Thank you Thank you uh, DG uh, mine is on pay, page seven of your presentation. Uh, I'm looking at this original budget and the, the slide research policy and legislation. And then I'm trying to look on these issues where this 1.32 at the end comes from. In your slide seven, uh, mainly it's on good on services because on your revised budget, when it comes to policy and legislation, it was a nine million. It still stands at nine million. As it is, it means it's not affected. But then, when it comes to the presentation here, you are telling us that you you are going to not go. You're going not to do certain things that relates to to research and policy. And the only thing that one sees you having a decreased on it's only on. On the goods and services themselves, that's where the the reduction is, it's it's amounted for. So then I'm trying to understand the logic behind this because it's only goods and services. But then, in terms of the research and info management, you still live as it is. But on your narrative, is from page nine, then you are telling us this is what you're not gonna do. But then in the actual document itself, there seem to be no reduction on research and uh, information management save for goods and services. And the targets that you are saying you are reconsidering here, to me, as the colleague has said, they've got nothing to do with their goods and services. And then, then the question that one wants to ask is that then, to what extent will this downward revision on the research policy and legislation program, affect the implicate implementation of the traditional and Khoisan Leadership Act. In particular for the establishment and the operational costs for the Commission on the Khoisan matter. Yes, you have said it here to say uh, 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 then because the acts still need to be proclaimed. In in terms of your slide in number nine, but also then to say that uh, so then that's the what issue that one wanted to understand on you. Then other issue is with regard to the institutional support and coordination program, uh, which this special budget further proposed a 2.1 million decrease to that program. It then means then it's from 99.8 million to ninety seven point six million. If you recall, in your previous budget, in particular in February, the bulk of the decrease related to the anticipated reduction in expenditure of traditional leadership disputes and claims. Can we then get clarity as to what then now is the justification for this latest downward revision? Then I think UNDA Visitor uh, Lutule has also raised a very critical issue. Uh, You being also as a department responsible for uh, reporting in this department called Department of... uh, cooperative governance I hadn't seen anything in your documents as in the was raising that tell us what support mechanism is the traditional Affairs department are you going to support the Department of justice and correctional services in the implementation of the traditional uh, courts
13: mm.
0: act. Uh, Like you had what the visitors' concerns, because uh, you we are mindful of the fact that also in terms of this, uh, there's also this way in the retro province make allocations to this um, traditional leadership, but then also there's also some discrepancies in terms of benefits and allowances. And then we are one South Africa. We know the kingdom uh, ships and kingships, they differ per culture and uh, 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 geographical spread. But as a national department, on matters that also then has to deal with a uniformity because like we are saying, all this traditional leadership, they are all in one republic, there's one republic of South Africa. You find traditional leadership in province X having more benefits than traditional leadership in province Z. And then at the same time, we are one republic of South Africa. We are not a federal state. And I strongly believe by virtue that you are also then uh, reporting to this ministry called cooperative governance. When you talk about cooperative governance, it will also means all sphere of government to cooperate together. So uh, what, what is the department uh, stands on that one with regard to the issuing of norms and standards that relates to matters that has to deal with the governance of traditional leadership in the country? so that then we can have uniform rules, uniform benefits, if need be. We are mindful of the fact that these other things are the sole competence of the province, but one believes that the Department of Traditional Affairs nationally, as the policy department, has to then establish norms and standards to that effect. So those, those are our takes, DG, and Tim. Over to you, DG.
11: Uh, thank you very much uh, uh, chairperson of the of the portfolio committee chairperson of the select committee uh, and honorable members of both committees um i'm i'm joined uh, in this briefing by the uh, the secretary of the national house of traditional leaders uh thole jobe is with us i'm also joined by our two ddgs um uh, uh, DDG for research policy and legislation Shogi uh, Mgaladi and the DDG for uh, institutional support and coordination mashandu. Uh, with with your permission, chairpersons, before uh, I come in, I would I would want to ask them to uh, just pick on one or two of the issues that have been raised, um, and then I'll just come in uh, immediately after them, uh, chairpersons. Uh, starting with, uh, with 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 Jobe Bob Stolle, uh, if the chairperson's allow.
0: Okay, secretary, the national house, I'm told is your turn now.
14: Yeah, chairperson, thank you, and and good evening to the committees, uh, uh, and I hope members are safe where they are, uh, like we are mm-hmm. safe now. Thank you, uh, chair. Che, I'm going just to take uh, one question. Can you put uh, your
0: camera on, Baba Stole? I believe you are not a BPT. <laughs> want to see you.
14: Uh, yes, I think I'm visible now, Chair. Yeah. Can go you I see me, down. Chair Benson?
0: We're only seeing your mouth. Go down a bit. There oh. you go.
14: All right, uh, now. Just okay. Chairperson, thank you. Yes. Yeah, uh, Chairperson, thank you. Uh, I'm going only to take one question, Chair, the one on the term of offices of the structures of traditional leaders. I'll, I'll, I'll concentrate much more on the National House. Uh, Chairperson for the the, the the structures term of office is just like the term of office of parliament. It is five years, starting from the traditional council to the local house of traditional leaders, to the provincial house of traditional leaders and the national house of traditional leaders. Now, in terms of the of the TKLA, which is traditional uh, leadership and cohesion, uh, uh, I mean, traditional and cohesion leadership act. Uh, once it comes into operation, it requires that all structures must be streamlined uh, their term of office must end uh, on the same year, so that the the term of office is aligned properly. Therefore, the current term of the National House, which started in 2017, will end in, 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 in 2022. On the 30th of June 2022, the current National House will cease to exist, and the new National House, which we believe would by then, they will be recognized leaders of the Khoisan, they will then form part of the national house and the provincial houses will have ama, ama Khoisan because by then we believe there they, they will be some who shall have been uh, recognized. So the, 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 the houses will be formed, will be reconstituted in, 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 that, in that way. So the term of office is five years, the last election was of the national house uh, and provincial houses was in 2017, and it will be on uh, in 2022 again. Thank you, Chairperson.
0: Baba toilet. Did you? Who's next?
11: Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, uh, 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 let's let's get just in the order in which the programs were presented. The next program will be research policy. Uh, and legislation, the Deputy DG there, it's uh, Meshoge um, uh, Mahaladi, uh, before she comes in just to indicate, because in terms of the question that the Honourable Mola asked was about the term of office. Um, there is a term of office for the institutions themselves, the structures, as Bob Stoller has indicated, uh, but not for the traditional leaders as such, because traditional leaders don't have a time of office. It's a, it's a, it's a lifelong uh, term, in a sense. But these are for the structures that get established, the traditional councils, provincial houses, local houses, and so on and so on. Uh, but uh, DDG, uh, if you could come in. Uh, good evening, uh, members.
15: Good evening, chairperson.
0: Good evening love Camera, yeah. I did. Now, thank you, chaplain. You are not still off. The nation wants to see you as well. You are live on television. Yes, I'm. I'm saying maybe there is a problem, but
15: I've um, turned it on. So I don't know what is the problem for it not showing. But I turned it on at the same time when I and mute my mic so i don't know
10: what Can is you
0: said again because it says shows an empty video and a camera that's closed did you block it
15: and uh, no or maybe it's my technology i don't know because uh, here it shows that the camera is on and this yeah it shows that the camera is on and I've unmuted my, my mic, so I don't know what is the problem.
0: Proceed. Okay,
15: thank you, Chairperson, And good evening to the members. I will take the question on the constitution of the traditional councils. The question that was... Uh,
0: I'm sorry, Chairperson, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you just switch off that phone yes, of yeah, completely? Yes, I did. I did. And yes, you it. tell them you're in in a meeting. You're at work. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. And, 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 and I, and I mean, open up to everybody whose phones are on now. Ne? Apologies, Chairperson, Yes. Yeah. I will. I will. I will
15: talk on the question about the constitution of the TCS. Uh, that can't we use other means on on that? And then I'll also talk on the question on some of the programs within the RPL branch, that um, can't we use other measures? So on the constitution of the TCs, what has happened is that currently there is no enabling legislation to constitute them. The time frames when they were supposed to have been uh, constituted legally, they have lapsed. So we don't have any other um legal mechanism to legally uh, constitute the traditional councils, but once the traditional and Khoisan Leadership Act has been um proclaimed, then we will be able to to constitute them. So, even if we can think of other means to constitute them, but we need the enabling legislation so that we can constitute them. And on most of the project within the RPL branch as the DG was, was presenting, like the documentation, there was a question also on can't we use other means so one of the projects that i can talk to is the, the 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 documentation of customary laws of succession which requires that we meet with the royal families and the communities and the the, the new means of or the virtual meetings Given the type of stakeholders that we have, or that we need to document some of um, to to document the customary loss of succession, they will not uh, be feasible for us to do that. Even with the Nama research, is the same thing because we have checked in the literature, and we could see that there is very little literature on the customary role of the Nama leaders. Meaning, we had to then um, go to the Nama leaders, and then also go to the communities in the Nama, um, um, uh, the Nama communities, in order for us to to be able to document the, their customary rules. So you need uh, that interaction with them, and. It, it will not be possible for us to, to do that uh, under the COVID-19 restrictions, like the DG has indicated. So most of our projects, uh, given the type of the stakeholders that we had to work with when we implemented this, um, these projects, uh, were not going to be, to, be, to be possible or feasible under the current conditions. And in terms of uh, those um, projects that are more to do with implementation of the TKLA, like the establishment of the Commission on Khoisanal Matters is also not possible um, under the current uh, situation because we do not have an enabling legislation like DG has indicated for us to establish the commission on khoisan matters but all the preparatory work has been done and we also had projects on monitoring implementation of the traditional and khoisan leadership act but then because um the the act itself has not yet been proclaimed so we will not be able to to monitor its implementation because it has not yet uh, commenced so those are the are the the the, the reasons more of why, uh, and what are we going to do? Why we have we have um, we are not continuing with most of the projects within the branch. Some they 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 focus more or they depend more on the TKLA uh, uh, commencement being proclaimed, while we also have others which need face to face meetings with communities and members of the royal families, and under the current conditions of uh, COVID-19, we were not going to be able to to implement them. Even if we, we have this under the CEO and we still have uh, human resources within the department, those were the two main reasons uh, why we cannot uh, be able to implement uh, those those projects because of the dependencies on the tkla on the other side and then we have also those group of projects which uh, they need face to face with the communities thank you dg um i think
5: Thanks, DDG.
11: Uh, th- thank you, uh, uh, Chairpersons. Uh, thank, thank you, DDG. Um, the next one uh, is is uh, Mashandu, the DDG for institutional support and coordination. I think she was struggling with connectivity earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if she she has been able to succeed. Uh, DDG Shandu, are you are you with us?
0: DG, DJ. DG, DJ. Uh, uh, with due respect, you should have checked yeah, then to tell us what you're telling us now, whether she's connected or not, please.
11: Okay, no, 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 uh, now really, I take...
0: If it's not connected, you must take the answers. So no,
11: I'm no problem, Chairperson, we will we'll indeed do that. I think she was on and off when I was checking the, the connection there. Um. I think maybe just just to start uh, with with some of the issues that relate to the research uh, policy legislation uh, uh, that the questions that were raised before we move on to the area of institutional support uh, coordination. Chairperson um, you, yourself, you raised the issue about uh, norms and standards for dealing uh, with differences in benefits. Now that's where this this work on the handbook comes in. Because what the handbook does is the handbook on uh, on the institution of traditional leadership, which then will deal um, particularly with those things that the uh, remuneration commission doesn't deal with. Members would know that the remuneration deals with salary levels. So when it comes to salary levels uh, for all uh, the traditional leaders, they are the same uh, because they are determined uh, through recommendations that are made by the Remuneration Commission uh, on the, the 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 independent commission on the remuneration of, of of public office bearers, so in that in that respect then those are the same and there are four uh, categories in the main. There's the one for kings and queens. There's the one for principal traditional leaders. There's the one for senior traditional leaders, and there's the one for headmen and headwomen. So those are determined by the. Independent Commission on the Remuneration of Public Office Bearers. Of course, the Commission also makes determinations uh, on areas that relates to uh, chairpersons of houses, chairperson of the National House, deputy chairperson of the House, provincial houses, uh, and so on and so on. But there are these other things that uh, those determinations do not speak to. Um, there, there are some proposals that were made previously. This relates to things such as the staff. That will support a, a, a king or a senior traditional leader, for example. That may that speak to the issues that relate to vehicles, that relates to issues such as travel and 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 and, and accommodation and so on and so on. So the handbook uh, it's supposed to then deal with that and 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 make proposals on how that aspect can can be can be dealt with. Now. Uh, I I should indicate that the the actual handbook itself, the draft handbook, has been done. So the intention was that what we will focus on during the course of this financial year is to then ensure exhaustive consultations on that draft handbook so that we will then consult not only with the provincial governments and so on, but also consult with the institution of traditional leadership itself at various levels, uh, where it exists. So uh, what we need to do is to make sure that we take that process to its logical conclusion. Uh, because, for example, if we say that uh, a king will have five staff members, that, that process should be agreed to with provinces because ultimately it is provinces that are going to be responsible uh, for footing the bill uh, and, and all the other things that, that that go with that. So that work has been done. Uh, we, we just think that some of the consultations can take place through virtual means. For example, consultations with provincial governments that can take place with, uh, through virtual means. But we're just concerned that when we take it further now uh, beyond the level of government officials, that's where it might be tricky uh, to conduct uh, virtual uh, virtual uh, uh, consultations. Uh, so, so we are saying that from our side, we will try to take it as far as possible, but we're just concerned that, that making that uh, uh, as part of the APP, where we say we'll have concluded the consultations and we'll have obtained approval. Whilst there is this unknown ahead of us in terms of moving beyond provincial uh, administrations, that space of consultations within the institution of traditional leadership, uh, that is where the, uh, the, 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 the the concern lies. And I think maybe just to, to also deal with the issue that the, the Honorable Chair is raising about a reduction in goods and services uh, as it relates to the aspects of research and so on. The goods and services, that's where the traveling and accommodation comes in because the people who have to do the research will then have to travel. Uh, they will have to travel to the to various areas. There's is, there is, there is work that we have done before because if you look at the Khoi and there's an overlap, overlap between uh, some of the southern countries as well. Uh, uh, such as Namibia. So we then had to arrange for our researchers to even travel to Namibia uh, for part of the research that they were doing on, on on previous work. So in this case as well, that is where the challenge lies. So it is under goods and services because it is primarily for purposes of them traveling uh, and accommodating them uh, and catering for the meetings that they'll be holding uh, and so on and so on. And that's why then, then, then you see the 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 bulk of the reduction being under okay, all the the reduction being under the area uh, of uh, of goods and services it's it's for that kind of purpose particularly in terms of the uh, the meetings that need to take place the same applies to this work that needs to be done on compilation of customary laws of succession and so on because the team has to travel uh, to the communities uh, so that there will then be meetings where they convene different members of the royal families, they travel from different areas, they must come and meet with our teams, have several meetings with them. And that's where the issue comes in, it's under Good and Services. Uh, and that is the, the explanation. Uh, I think, Honourable Chair, you also raised the issue, and, and I think uh, and Abesita also raised it, the Gosli Tuli, uh, on uh, traditional courts. Um, uh, the Chair quite correctly pointed out that the traditional courts Processes are under the jurisdiction of the Department of Justice and and Constitutional uh, 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 Development. Now, there, there, there is outstanding work there. The outstanding work primarily is around the traditional cause bill. Um, uh, what our department did uh, through uh, the facilitation of our minister, um, because there, there was a there was a period where the traditional courts bill was tabled in the National Assembly um, and then it was stuck because there were questions uh, where agreement was not being reached. So our minister at the time then uh, convened uh, a consultative session between Contralesa, the National House of Traditional Leaders, uh, members of the the Justice Portfolio Committee, uh, members of our own portfolio, all the relevant stakeholders to say, let's try to see if we can find each other. And those discussions took place. And I think one of the main achievements of that engagement was that at least then within the National Assembly, uh, the traditional courts bill was then endorsed. But now it has moved to the next step, which is the NCOP. And so... The expectation, which is what we are having now with our own customary initiation bill, we see the NCOP, we see provinces continue to ask us uh, to come and, and, and brief uh, provinces on the, the customary initiation bill, uh, and, and this has been done virtually, so we expect that with the, with the traditional cost bill, similar arrangements can be made so that we can work with the Department of Justice uh, and constitutional development uh, for, uh, for that purpose. Uh, but that is in terms of what is it that we have tried to do from our side. And I think that that was a groundbreaking facilitation that our minister uh, did when, when, when all the stakeholders uh, relevant to the discussion on a traditional cause bill uh, were, were, were brought together. Maybe just a general comment, uh, honourable members, that I should make on on the reduction. Um, the, the reduction, um, uh, if 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 if, if, if honourable members would recall that, you, we've got the 500 billion uh, fiscal support package being announced by the president. 130 billion of that was supposed to come from the baselines of departments. So then discussions had to take place between ourselves and national treasury. So the starting point was that there has to be a reduction. So where do we reduce? Uh, In fact, in reality, if you look at what happened, uh, there, there, there was even supposed to be a higher reduction on the budget of DTA. But during those discussions that we had, uh, the amount kept going lower because we said, no, here, please don't, here, please don't, here, please don't. Uh, I remember at some stage there was even an issue about the Sierra Rice Commission budget to say, shouldn't we go there? And we said, no. So I, I, I'm just raising this general point so that when we talk about justifications for the reduction, uh, it, it is understood within that context that a certain reduction had to take place. So why? how How do we justify a uh, the level at which we are now what we said was that because the work that we do involves a lot of traveling uh, when research gets done and capacity building and so on and so on well if you then uh, realize that there's uh, these restrictions where some of these things might not be able to happen so if it happens under goods and services uh, then we'll we'll then have to find a way uh, to work around that i know that the honorable uh, hadeb with an age raised the issue about shouldn't we find new ways uh, in which the training can be provided that's the discussion that we are having now we're having a partnership with lg cita where we are saying the initial ideas that we had in our partnership of the training that was going to be provided they are not going to work now we have to think differently about how the training is going to take place uh, because uh getting people gathering uh, in big groups and so on and so on that is not going to be possible so the discussions that we are having now uh, with our partners in lg cita uh, is to say let's rethink this that's why we are, we are we are saying on our app we will have to come out with a program of capacity building that will have finished developing by the end of this financial year uh, but which takes into consideration these new circumstances uh, under which we we operate, uh, because it might just be that we go into the new financial year, we will we may still have uh, the challenges that 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 we are still having in terms of gatherings and so on. Honourable Mr. raised the issue about disputes and claims and um, the reductions that are being effected here and and what the thinking is? If if we look at the kinds of disputes and, and claims that we are having uh, in the sector, there are those that relate to the level of kings and queens. And then there are those that relate to the lower levels. Now, in terms of legislation, the president recognizes kings and queens, but provinces, the premiers, recognize the levels uh, below that. So the approach that we are, st- we are taking is, let's increasingly make sure that when it comes to the levels below kings and queens, it is the provinces, that play a leading role there Uh, for two reasons. Firstly, just in terms of legislation, the national sphere is not empowered, actually. Secondly, just in terms of a resourcing perspective, it becomes difficult. And of course, the provinces are much closer uh, to to the ground when it comes to these areas of principal traditional leadership, senior traditional leadership, uh, and so on. So, so we are saying that working much more closely with our provincial counterparts, they will have to play a leading role when it comes to dispute that relates to levels below kingship uh, and, and, uh, and queenship. One of the projects that we have retained, uh, we presented it to, 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 to the committees uh, earlier, and we have not removed that, is that on the framework on the resolution of disputes and claims. That one we are retaining. And we are saying that we'll continue to work with provinces uh, in terms of that framework to make sure that we assist them to the extent possible and also monitor to the extent to which they are monitoring, uh, they are implementing that framework. That is so that we don't have a situation where we have these claims where the minister of COCTA uh, is listed, is cited as a respondent, or the president is cited as, as a respondent, but on a matter where actually they don't have any authority at all. And, and that is just the attempt uh, that uh, that 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 we're trying to uh, to to make uh, to make sure that there is there is, there are more efficiencies because of the resource uh, limitations when it comes to the handling uh, of disputes uh, and uh, and 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 claims. And I, 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 there was a question raised by the honourable minister about when are we planning to complete the handbook? Uh, and I've indicated already that from our side the draft has been done. What is outstanding? Is consultations which will then lead to the approval uh, after the inputs emanating from the consultations have been incorporated uh, into the handbook. We will continue to take the consultations as far as we can under the current limitations um, uh, so that uh, if if it is possible for us to conclude it we will conclude it but we are just concerned about that space where the consultations have to go beyond provincial administrations uh, that virtual means uh, might not be might not be possible um i think maybe just to 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 uh, to 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 note the issues that ndabezita raised around infrastructure uh renovations um, uh, uh, um it, this this past year we engaged in a process where we're working with uh particularly colleagues in provinces but also the department of public works and infrastructure on guidelines for the renovations of Infrastructure for the institution of traditional leadership. Uh, I think we've, we've 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 made enough progress uh, in 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 that work around the guidelines. The only tricky part, of course, is that uh, DTA doesn't have the resources uh, to effect the renovations. But what the guidelines do, they then just just introduce ideas on how the process of the renovations and the maintenance can be. Uh, can be can be coordinated. Our concern was that, for instance, if you take a province like Limpopo, where last year the MEC, uh, earlier this year the MEC announced that uh, about three, four, five traditional councils, there will be infrastructure erected there. Our concern was that once the infrastructure has been erected, after that there isn't clarity as who takes responsibility for maintaining that infrastructure. Which is then the reason why you end up in this situation where the infrastructure is dilapidated once it has been erected. So the guidelines seeks to clarify that so that there must they say there's a common understanding uh, going forward uh, when it comes to these areas uh, of, of, uh, of 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 maintenance. Perhaps just the uh, the last issue that uh, that that one wants to raise in terms of the. Uh, um, uh, the questions that that that, that honourable members uh, have raised, just broadly speaking, on this issue of of training, there is training that is done at the level of uh, of, of provinces. Uh, we admit that that training is uneven. There is training that happens at our level through workshops and so on, uh, and we admit that that training does not go far enough uh, because the need out there, the needs out there. Uh, are are massive. The nature of the program that we are developing now is such that we want to cover as many of them uh, as possible. Firstly, there is a training program on induction of new members uh, of of, of traditional councils Um, and and it will have a number of modules. The only thing we'll have to focus on is to make sure uh, that it can be provided in means other than physical presence on the ground because that's the challenge that we are going to have to to live with uh, for a long time to come. Uh, So it will consist of all uh, the different modules uh, that need to be included. Um, But we have said to our counterparts in provinces that to the extent possible, do not stop with the training that you should continue to, to to engage on the training, but from our side, we are focusing on this induction program. In addition to that, is the integrated capacity building program uh, that will go beyond the induction uh, to make sure that support is provided uh, to the institution of traditional leadership as a whole. But but the, the new thinking here, as the Honorable hadebe has raised, is new mode of delivery of the training program. That's what we have not. Uh, effected into the process when we came to the committee earlier uh, in the year uh, and that is the rethink uh, that that we are having at the moment to make sure that we will ab- still be able to provide some kind uh, of support and capacity building uh, uh, beyond the traditional means of 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 face to face those are the issues Chair that i have noted uh, including those that my colleagues the two colleagues have been responded to have, have been able to respond to thank you
0: Thank you, DG. Colleagues, do we have follow ups? Yes, Chair. Yes, Kalipi. Can, can I note who wants to make follow ups? Kalipi? Koslutulu. Who else? Who else? While the colleagues are still preparing their follow-up questions, I hope whatever you are doing, you you are aware we are on level 3 of the lockdown. We're in meetings of not more than 50 people and conferences are allowed. I'm raising this also by virtue of my experience. I'm attending most of the district command councils here in the province. And then the representation of traditional leaders leaves much to be desired. And when you ask why a traditional leader is not attending the district command council, is because they don't have gadgets. So if this is the new norm. We are going to live on with what mechanisms have you put put in place as the norms and standards department to make sure that uh, traditional leaders are then also uh, supported in terms of them having the necessary choice of treats. I don't see it coming. Uh, it coming here. So that's the issue that one wanted to raise, Honourable Mukalipi.
2: Thank you very much, <clears throat> Chairperson. Thanks for the response, DJ. But uh, I was not—I uh, I don't think we have covered when I asked specifically in terms of the institution support and coordination. And I also said to you that what I believe that most of your work is also determined by this institution support and coordination. And if you remember very well, it's a cause for concerning this committee whenever you come to make presentation of, of any nature. To say that at a lower level as Nkosul tool was also uh, talking about those concerns is it's it's a mere effect of the coordination purposes but if their budget is reducing that aspect how are you going to be affected because automatically it will affect uh, also the people on the ground on the coordination side and do you remember when we raised the issue of your the, the traditional leadership vis-a-vis the programs that talks to the GPV also to talk to the women in general? in terms of the patriarchy. So if that coordination by the institution is going to be affected, I don't hear you coming very clear. How are you planning to manage around that? Because there are issues that are specifically that we always raised in this committee, especially when it comes to women and patriarchy and their traditional leadership should play a very important role, especially uh, at, at rural areas. So please comment on that one. The second issue, when I was listening to you talking about claims and disputes, you also ex- uh, 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 explain here to say that there are two types. Uh, one is also dealt with the, at a presidential at, at level. And then when we are dealing with the dispute of uh, some of the lower, in the lower levels. Please take us through on the issue that all was reported in the media. And I think this committee, this uh, uh, joint committee is having a very, very, very interest on the matter of, inkos, uh, of uh, the issue that was on the media. And we also saw uh, that uh, certificate when he was given back uh, 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 his powers by the Premier of in Cape, uh, the role of the department on that one. Just to have that uh, understanding as the committee, because it's also falls. Within your department. Thank you, Chairperson. Okay. Uh, Honorable Incosilatuli.
0: Thank, thank you, Chair. Uh, on, on on
12: that point of uh, a dispute, what I would like to know, as 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 the DG says that uh, he's the one the, the department normally intervene. The, how. The intervention take place uh, to the or, or, for argument's sake on a dispute for the shift and ship. Let's say the government. I'm talking about specific in 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 case at n. There are some tripod There are some tribal There are some traditional council, uh, which the government in, is, is intervening, but still there is no way forward. Otherwise, in these days, they appointed somebody who is outside, saying that uh, he must take over the 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 and the, the shift. Whereas, whereas th- this was insisted by the department themselves, without the consultation of a certain of the of the, the ta- traditional authority, including Umdeni and others. Umdeni were were appointed somebody, and the department is appointing somebody how do you how to intervene on such matters like that because sometimes it's not in, in your attention secondly uh we were talking about the salary is for as in izinduna from the day is in, is in donor was a uh, traditional council was appointed there is Amount which was outstanding for Izenduna as a, a, a as a big pay. That big pay has not yet been given to Izenduna. When are you going to intervene on that so that the, this Izenduna must get their money because because they need it. Otherwise, what I knew in KZN. They refuse to to go to a, a, a traditional council uh, uh, election just because of that. So now I, I think really uh, I'm not satisfied about the the interven- intervention which is done by the national government to 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 the provincial so that everything must run smooth. Thank you very much sure
0: over to you did uh, th-
11: thank you very much chair Person. um and uh, to the uh, honorable members that have raised the follow up questions uh, with your permission chair i'll just start uh from the the last questions uh, uh, uh the visitor has raised uh one is about um uh, is in duna in 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 in, in, in KwaZulu Natal, and I'm specifically saying in in KwaZulu Natal because uh, this this is the area where the uh, outstanding payments have been reported to us. In the other provinces, uh, we we have not been made aware of any outstanding payments when it comes to the uh, the salaries of uh, of of Isindona. Uh, just to indicate that we. We we are aware of that. Uh, the 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 MEC uh, uh, of COCTA in the province uh, has had a meeting with our minister uh, on the matter, um, and there were agreements on some further work that needed to be done on the part of the province. With the understanding that once that work has been done, uh, there will be a regrouping uh, between ourselves and, uh, and, uh, and 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 the MEC and his team, in case at end to see how we can take the process forward we 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 are aware that, that, that what happened was that uh for the benefit of members of the committee chairperson's um uh, previously uh when the uh, independent commission on the remuneration of public office bearers was uh, making recommendations on the salaries of, of public office bearers the, the, the echelon of of, of donor was not included um so that was included a little bit later uh, in, in in legislation but once it was included, uh, as other provinces they then began to take the process forward, there were challenges of a budgetary nature uh, in KZN, which led to de- the delays uh, that Navezita is referring to. So as a result, that then uh, contributed to an accumulation of a backlog uh, in the salaries, although the payments are happening now. But the problem is what, ha- what the backlog uh, from the earlier years, uh, when these decisions were made. So we're we having those discussions are taking place uh, uh, the the province has, has has brought them to the attention of the minister uh, and the financial implications thereof and um, to the best of my knowledge uh, the, visitor, the issue is is not uh, whether they should pay or not. The issue is how do they then um uh, stagger it in such a manner that they will be able. Uh, to afford it, because it's a lot of money that we are talking about at this stage. Uh, but those discussions are taking place, uh, and I think uh, at, 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 at an appropriate time, uh, once the interactions between uh, uh, our minister and, and the MEC, as a follow-up engagement, as per the agreement that was reached uh, between the two of them, has taken place, uh, we'll be able to uh, to provide an update uh, on that issue. O- on the issue relating to uh, to disputes, uh, I think what, what I was trying to explain is that because in terms of legislation, the, the president is the one who recognizes um, kingships and queenships, uh, firstly. And then the president is also the one who recognizes uh, the incumbents. Uh, so, for example, once a, a kingship has been recognized in terms of legislation, the royal family must then make a recommendation to the president to say who should be the incumbent that the president recognizes. Now, if you look at the types of disputes that we are having, it will be at our level, it will be a dispute about are we or are we not a kingship? Uh, That's the kind of dispute uh, that we'll be having um, where they will say, no, but we we want to be recognized as a kingship. Uh, and, And there will be others that will be saying, no, but Uh, You have historically been under us. You can't be an independent kingship. So those kinds of disputes, those are the ones that are at the level uh, of national, because it is the president who then uh, finally then recognizes a kingship or queenship. And then once the family has then agreed on who they should recommend to the president uh, for recognition as a king or a queen, that's where, again, we come in national, I'm raising this because this is the second type of dispute that we will have, uh, which is like we're having now with amampondomise Pondomise. Uh, members of the committee might know uh, that there is a new kinship that has been recognized in, in the Eastern Cape, which is Amman Pondomise. Uh, and the president has signed a, 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 the minute to a proclamation to recognize them. But where the problem is now, within the family, there isn't agreement on who should be recognized as the incumbent. So you have one group in the family writing to the president saying, recognize Zbanban. And then you have another family uh, group saying, recognize Zbanban. And that's where now you have an area uh, of dispute. Now, this, I'm giving this as an illustration because it somehow reflects what happens at the lower level as well, in terms of uh, what one diversity referred to as chieftainship. Which in legislation is called a senior traditional leadership. Where the power to recognize, the authority to recognize a senior traditional leadership and a senior traditional leader rests with the province. So it's the premier. So where uh, the family then must then make recommendations to the premier to say, recognize so and so. And then it does happen there that the premier then receives two proposals one part of the family says recognize this one the other part of the family says recognize this one we do take the point and the visitor is raising that it might be that the family said recognize so and so but out of the blue there seems to be a decision going in a different direction uh, it might be happening but that's what happens at the provincial level to the extent possible when that matter comes to our attention what we do on the basis of intergovernmental relations. Usually the minister will write to the MEC and the Premier and say, this matter has been brought to my attention. Uh, What are the problems? How are you dealing with it? Uh, And so on and so on. So that ultimately it will be through intergovernmental relations that uh, the the, the proposals coming from our level can then be taken into consideration at the level uh, of, 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 of the provinces but certainly when it comes to the national when when it's chieftainship or when it is uh, kingship and queenship we rely on the recommendation of the royal family there wouldn't be an instance where the royal family says and Lutul is the one that must be recognized and the president recognizes somebody else uh, because there has to be supporting documentation that goes to the president for a decision to be made to say we are recognizing so and so. The problem the problem is when there are two recommendations uh, and that's where now we, we, we have a dispute. So I, I, would, I would then indicate that at the level of senior traditional leadership, where there is that particular concerns that Ndavisita is raising, as it gets brought to the attention of our minister, the minister then uses intergovernmental relations processes, uh, but with the understanding that she doesn't have the authority to overrule the province. Uh, but what she does is through intergovernmental relations to then facilitate engagement uh, with the relevant stakeholders so that some kind of, uh, uh, of, of, uh, of, of, of agreement uh, can be reached. Unfortunately, some of them fall to the courts, um, and we are cited, the president is cited, the minister is cited, uh, which is fine to the extent that it relates to kingship and queenship. The difficulty is when we get cited when it relates to senior traditional leaders in an area where you don't have a authority at all. But what can we do? Once you are cited, you are cited uh, and there is some involvement uh, that, that you 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 have to facilitate there. So I think on the on the particular issues, Honourable Chairpersons, that Davisita is raising, uh, I think those areas that that when diversity is aware of these kinds of concerns about the role that the province is playing, uh, we are available uh, if those specifics can be provided to us so that intergovernmental relations processes uh, can be facilitated. But with the understanding that the authority doesn't lie. With the minister, unfortunately, the authority doesn't lie with the president either. When it comes to the levels below uh, uh, kings and the levels below uh, below queens, I, I have I've noted the the follow-up question by by honourable um, Calipie as well, uh, in terms of uh, 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 coordination uh, at local level. Perhaps I think maybe what 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 one should indicate at this stage is that in the Aelia app that was uh, presented tabled in Parliament and presented to the committee. There is a critical project that we have not removed, and in the presentation tonight, we haven't uh, indicated that we are removing it. It's that of uh, the involvement of the institution of traditional leadership in the district development model. That one remains, and we have said that through our scoping processes, out of the districts that we have, 30 of them, have the institution of traditional leadership. And our uh, plan in terms of our APP is to work with the local houses of traditional leadership because the local houses are the equivalent structure at the district level, so that they actively participate in processes relating to the implementation uh, of the district uh, development model. So that all these other areas of concern uh, that 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 relates to their coordination, that also relates to uh, the critical issues that Honorable mkalibi has raised about uh, women participation, gender-based violence, and all those kinds of things are built into the work that gets done at the district uh, level, because the approach that government is taking is that the district then becomes uh, the entry point geographically uh, for uh, coordinating all the efforts. Uh, that 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 need to be that need to be implemented. Of course, there is a difficult uh, follow-up question the Honourable Kalubi has raised uh, about what is happening with Abatembu uh, uh, at the moment. Uh, Gigi, and, uh,
0: you said you are responsible for that. When, <laughs> on, when responding to the question, you need to respond to this one
11: because yes. in your
0: own admission yeah. earlier, you said you are responsible yeah. for kingship. So oh. respond
11: to the question. Yes, yes. I I think <laughs> my my own ways are, are coming back to haunt me now. now I don't they're know, catching up with you now. <laughs> they are catching yes. up with me indeed. What, what what is happening uh, with Abatembu, uh, Honourable Chairpersons? Uh, uh, is that after Kumkan uh, Bulekai uh, Dalinjebu went to uh, to jail? the province appointed an acting uh, king. Now,
0: But is the competency of the president, am I wrong?
11: No, 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 no. That's the point I was coming to. The the appointment of acting uh, kings and queens is not the competency of national, is the competency of provincial. The president comes in, in terms of the recognition of the actual king. But if there are things that happen in between, uh, for example, there has to be a regent and so on and so on, national and the president, that's not their competency. I see in diversity. Which section <laughs> of the act, DG? No, 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 because the section of the act now. No, the no, law... I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because the, the the law now, as it stands, doesn't speak at all to acting appointments. Is the provincial pieces of legislation that speak to acting appointment. So if you are looking at uh, the Eastern Cape uh, traditional and uh, government's uh, leadership framework act, it will speak to the issue of acting appointment. Our legislation at national level, and perhaps it might be seen as a weakness, it doesn't speak to that. It just speaks to recognition. So it's the provincial pieces of legislation that then provide. For the appointment of acting so if you look at the acting in the eastern cape and indeed in other provinces i mean we just come out of a difficult case around the the Babedi kingship uh, where king uh, kk's kukuni was acting uh, for a long time the appointment was done by the province the acting appointment was done by the province so similarly with abatembu the acting appointment was done uh, by the province and not by uh, by national even the provisions which speak to circumstances under which the acting is withdrawn, they are contained in the provincial legislation, not in national, national legislation. So the report we got was that the province said the conditions in their own legislation governing the appointment of acting did not apply anymore. And therefore, it wa- there was no justification for the acting arrangement to continue. That is the one side uh, of the issues that that the province raised. So then they said, we will therefore then proceed with the process uh, of terminating uh, the the, the acting arrangements. Um, But I'm I'm reluctant, Honourable Chair, because at the moment now, this is a matter that is before the courts. Uh, This is a matter that is before the courts, because what has happened uh, is that the acting king has then approached the courts uh, to say, the manner in which the acting was terminated was not fair. It was unlawful. Uh, and so that's a matter that is, being, that is going to serve uh, before the court. And I'm just reluctant to go into the details uh, of a matter that is, that is being uh, handled before the court. But, but just to emphasize that it is the provincial legislation that was then uh, used uh, for that purpose because the national legislation makes no provision at all. For the appointment uh, of acting kings and acting queens, uh, even other provinces, the, uh, the, the honourable chairperson, if you look at their provincial pieces of legislation, they speak to that. They make provision for the appointment. Yes.
0: Gigi, while well, well, your day, what does the national legislation now provides in the situation of what honourable Umkalipe is, because now. You, you, you're saying this is the province that has done that. Tell us, what is the ideal uh, situation? What was the ideal situation under the circumstances? You as the custodian of the national legislation. Chair, can, can I add on your question, Chair? Yes.
3: Yeah, I, I understand that uh, uh, the DG is saying the matter is sub judicate but are we not privy? To the conditions and provisions for for acting uh, 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 that were imposed, then so that we get an understanding, what were the conditions?
2: Yes, we must get it. <laughs> <laughs> G-G, G-G respond to the uh,
0: questions of members.
11: I'm here. I'm here, chairperson. Uh, 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 what happens and, and what happened in this particular case? Uh, I, I see in the visit has continued to. <laughs> what, what happens in 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 this particular case uh, is that the the province acted on a a, a recommendation that came, uh, or recommendations that came from the royal family at the time, to say in the absence of Kumkani. This is the person we are putting forward uh, for, or these are the persons we are putting forward uh, for consideration in terms of acting, uh, appointment. So, so in terms of the, 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 the conditions themselves, uh, uh, the way it has, it has been explained is that you act when the person is not there. That is the, that is the main consideration. And so the issue is that you acted when the person was not there. Now the person is here. So can the acting justifiably continue? And that was the question. And so the the feedback we got was that, well, it can't continue because in terms of our own legislation, the acting takes effect when the rightful uh, incumbent is not there. The rightful incumbent is here. Which
0: legislation did you...
11: it's the provincial, provincial
0: legislation or it the is provincial framework
11: it is the provincial uh, framework uh, chairperson because the national framework doesn't deal with acting appointments so it is the provincial framework uh, that dealt so with it the, the
0: national issue. framework doesn't deal with the absence of the king as well
11: no it doesn't it doesn't what what the national framework it only provides deals for
0: deals with recognition only
11: well it deals with two at least two related things chairperson it it deals with the recognition but it also makes provision for uh the the removal uh, and it says um if uh, for uh, uh, reasons uh, that, uh, that 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 that, that 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 the family, royal family, will have been considered. Because once again, the royal family, which will have made a recommendation to the president to recognize, then it is the royal family that comes back again to say, Mr. President or Madam President, uh, this nomination that we have done, we want to to withdraw it. And we want to make another recommendation. And that's what the national legislation provides for, that then the president then is able to act with the advice of the minister of COCTAC. Uh, but in the in this space where uh it's is is is, is 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 acting so for example even where in the unfortunate situation where the king passes away Yes. national legislation says that it is the royal family that once again must then decide and then say to the president um this is the person that must be recognized, but what the royal family can do. Before they go to the president for recognition, is for a regent for an acting arrangement that they do with the province, not the national. Uh, but once they have made that decision, they can either go to the province for a regent to be appointed, or go to the prov- uh, to national for a new person to be recognized. So I, th- I think, Chairperson, that's the- a- I
0: able to read that clause for us. I am in the bill with the act with you there. Uh, the because one because the the issue that Honourable Mkalipi is raising is with yes. regard in the absence of the king rather yes. than death. Yes, you are saying there's a lacuna in the legislation
11: at national level. Where uh, but, at national
0: level the president yes. via the on the recommendation of the ministers the appointing authority. So you are saying the legislation is quite on that
11: one when it comes to. Uh, in the absence of, uh, of, the of, of, in, the, of the
0: king. Except that any other circumstances, the king can be ill deposed, all those other stuff, inable to perform his responsibility, or the queen, inability to perform her task. So the, there's a lacuna in terms of the national legislation to that effect.
11: Yes, it says the royal family must come back. So the royal family must then come back and say, we recommend as follows to the president, but not for an acting. Not from, from an acting. So the royal family might come back uh, to, to, to uh, so, so if you look at our own uh, framework act, um, it deals with recognition of kings and queens, and it deals with removal of kings and queens. Uh, that is provided for in part two of our act. It deals with the, their recognition and their nothing
0: remover. on the incapacity of the king or the queen. It, it, it,
11: well, it, because if if it's incapacity, that then leads to removal. Then it is the royal family that must then make that recommendation. Babstola is here, the expert on these matters. I hope that uh, I'm not misrepresenting the institution.
0: Babstola, come in. <laughs> 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 I must
14: go. No, no. I mean? Uh, Chairperson, I think DG we, DG we, has summarized it very well. Uh, mm. <clears throat> the, the, the issue of traditional leadership, be it the king, be it the principal, be it the senior traditional leader is dependent on the royal family. It is the royal family that is the one to decide on who is the king, who is not the king, who is the regent, who is the acting, who is the, it's a, it's a royal family. That is why Che was saying the structure that must support the incumbent is the royal family. It is the one that must always be there for the incumbent. And it is the royal family that must make sure the incumbent correctly uh, 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 does his or her work. Uh, accordingly it is not someone else but the royal family that is why she was saying to a certain extent you find what there are some practices that are new that are done by a traditional leader is because there's a sort of a, 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 a lapse in the royal family in terms of how to bring up an an apparent so the whole thing uh visiting will indicate what it is the royal family that decides who the who, government can't can't take action without the royal family. royal family is the core of all these things. Thank you, Chairperson.
16: Yeah,
0: I think we'll need another day to deal with this.
2: Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, Chair. I, who, who's calling no, 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 I, Yeah, uh, I'm still agreeing. I think to it's Honorable
0: Chep- Is it Honorable It's Miss Mohaladi. I yes.
2: Now Honourable what were you saying? Yeah, I was saying I agree with you, we will need more time to clarify these issues in terms Mm -hmm. of the act because it's very confusing. Toler is emphasizing on the issue of the royal family, but the subject that we are discussing is also in the in, in court because of that confusion that is brought by the family itself. So, therefore, as a committee, I think we must be empowered to understand clearly what happens mm. when there's a dispute within the family, as Ubabu was alluding to that fact. And let's
5: also. And then, understand- then I was
2: very happy when we were directing the Act, the National Legislation Act, also the Provincial Legislation Act, in, mm. over, in order for us as a committee to be equipped by these issues, because it becomes a problem whereby we're by a member of this portfolio committee, but there is a dispute at a lower level where you reside, and you can't even give a perspective because we are clueless as well. I agree 100% that we need time. Yes,
0: yes, Gigi, I think then we we're going to schedule a meeting when you must come and brief us also on all this provincial framework. Thanks. Because ourselves also operate at district level, operate where they are indigenous, they are senior traditional leaders and they are chiefs, they are kings. So it will be it's your responsibility with the team. Uh, Miss Mukhaladi,
10: uh, thanks. Not Chappell.
0: covered by our resolution on this matters. With- I- I think I am covered,
15: but I just wanted to indicate that DG was correct to say in the current uh, legislation, uh, the issue of the appointment of the regent or the acting king or queen resides with the, with the premiers and is silent on on that aspect in the national legislation. But when you go to the TKLA, the one that that is still waiting for its commencement, uh, that part of the appointment of the regent is, is there and is very clear under section 12, 1A and B, as compared to in the current legislation. So I just wanted to say we are addressing it, but not all the issues that have been raised, but only that one of the appointment of the regent, is the, the, uh, that part is addressed in the TKLA. Thanks, Chairperson.
0: Okay, so we are closing this matter on this way to say you must come and brief us soon. And Baba Stone, you'll also become very critical on this matter. So that we then will, I will set schedule a, a briefing on this matter. Uh, Did you have not yet responded on the issue of the new norm? And how are you going to support traditional leaders? I raised an issue that we were on level three of the lockdown. Uh,
11: yes, yes, Chairperson, indeed, I was. Yes. Uh, I was going to come to that uh, 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 that issue um, that that you raised. Um, uh, this this matter was raised uh, with uh, colleagues in provinces. Um, and it was also raised at the level of the National uh, Coronavirus uh, uh, Coordinating Committee. So uh, the agreement was that there, there, there should be representation and participation of the of the institutions. So, for example, even if you look at the national level, the the National Coronavirus uh, Coordinating Committee now, as we speak, the National House of Traditional Leaders is represented there. So the chairperson. Uh, and the the deputy chairperson participate. The report that we have received uh, going lower down in terms of provinces uh, is that in some provinces uh, and in some districts, they have been able to do that uh, as well. Uh, But we are aware that, again, based on the reports that we have received, that it is not uh, even, it's not an even arrangement across all districts and Mm -hmm. across all provinces. Uh, Mm -hmm. chairperson. Chairperson, in
0: all the districts in my province, none of them are attending, and they are raising the issue of them not having resources to attend.
11: Yes, yes, Chairperson, I, I was, uh, I know that in Limpopo, that's the in terms of the report that we got. So I was just avoiding uh, mentioning provinces. That in fact, in terms of districts, uh, in some provinces, the reports that we have received is that this has not been achieved as well. So it's a matter. Meta- Uh, that we assist with uh, chairperson uh, in engagements that we are continuing to have with our counterparts in in provinces. Uh, We are aware that some of them have also raised the issue of constraints, Um, but we are exploring this matter further uh, so that one way or another, because if there is an agreement reached that there should be representation in these structures, but the representation is only in writing because practically uh, the means to participate are not there, uh, then that doesn't serve any purpose. So it's a matter chairperson that we commit to pursue uh, with our counterparts in provinces, uh, because as you correctly point out, it's a new norm. Uh, things are going to be like this uh, in, in, in a long time to come. And, and we just have to find ways in which we, we accommodate each other uh, and assist each other so that the institution of traditional leadership can actively participate, even at district level in Limpopo.
0: It also applied to council meetings. Now that meet councils are meeting visualists. so those traditional leaders and who are representative in councils, they are not attending council meetings by virtue of them not having the necessary resources. We
11: will take note of that chairperson. We will we'll also put that in the kitty uh, in our discussions with our counterparts.
0: So when do we get feedback on that one? Because this is ongoing and it's happening.
11: Uh, Because we have our own uh, technical uh, MinMEC meetings, I'll just check, Honorable Chair, uh, uh, when the next one is coming. I know there is one that is coming uh, tomorrow, um, but because on this one, we have not uh, uh, given provinces enough time uh, to all prepare reports on this matter. Uh, i think if 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 the committee could just allow us uh to give provinces a bit of time to prepare their reports on this matter for our next uh, uh technical um minmac um, uh, meeting um uh, and then we'll be able to 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 come back to the committee uh, probably early august uh once we have had the provinces have prepared their reports we've debated them at our own technical minmac and then we'll then be in a better position to come and report back uh, to the portfolio committee and select committee.
0: DG, August is too far. Uh, we want our traditional leadership to participate in all these organs of state power, where it's legislated. Can we give you two weeks to give us the status report on this matter, on all this matter in terms of provinces, which municipalities, uh, we're gonna give you two weeks to collect that data by issue that you are waking, and then you've got footprints in all provinces, even in all the districts that we know. So give us that info within two weeks. On the other issue, how are we going to resource them? Then that's what we're going to wait that feedback in. into, because now we're going to constituency a uh, period. We need that info. We don't want to be shocked, as when we visit traditional leaders. This is the things that we're getting, like what is currently happening now that some of us we are all here at home, all of us. So, these are the things that we're encountering on a daily basis. So, we'll give you so that you can give us a status report first. This is the status and how you intend to address that. Then, you're gonna use that. I was raising it that in line with this to say we are in level three. You know, you you might be working with minimum staff, but that doesn't deter you. As long as you follow all, as long as kids are going to school, DG, it means your official also can also do their work. Because for other officials, it looks like it's a complete shutdown. Some don't even go to work. We know this, even though their conditions allow them to do that. So basically, that's what we want, because life must go on. These constraints of traditional leadership still need to be serviced by your good selves. That's the message that we are we are bringing along. I should think colleagues, we still have to take MISA. We need to end it here. Uh, yes, then we'll produce a report. Uh, chairperson of the NCOP, I should think we need to end it here with DTA, so that we are able to take MISA presentation. Misa, Can you load your presentation
8: in the background?
16: Thank you. And I was good just evening, saying, when honourable
8: members, persons, and members, to the on I'm going to take you through.
16: Take
9: this opportunity to our presentation.
8: The department.
9: This is can you
16: to the members. Both the minister. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Um, my name is. Uh, home, and I'm the DDG responsible for IDMS in MISA, and I am currently the acting CEO as our CEO. Is, is responsible for what? Uh, my home? Okay, infrastructure, delivery management support. I was just recently appointed in MISA in January. So I'm currently acting on behalf of the CEO, who has a bereavement and is on leave. May I confirm that uh, the presentation is showing on the screen, um, Honorable Chair? We're still waiting for it to load. Okay, Um, it's showing on my screen. Um, So, may you please just alert me um, if it's showing. We'll do that. Otherwise, I can ask Secretariat to show it on the screen because they also have the right. presentation. Secretariat,
0: help, may you please assist.
16: OK, I see the the presentation is on the screen. Um, Honorable Chair. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, So, the presentation is very brief. As I've indicated, um, we're just going to give a little bit of background and introduction, and then just talk about the adjustment um, that has been um, effected on the MISA budget uh, for the current financial year and the impact of that budget reduction in our APP for the year and just to reflect briefly on some of the uh, changes or reviews that we are proposing on our APP. So if you go to the next slide, um, I'm not going to dwell much on the background and introduction, but just to reiterate that this budget adjustment has resulted in the reduction of um, the MISAS allocation for the 2020-2021 financial year Uh, with a value of 5.982 million. So in light of this reduction, we have uh, initiated that we need to uh, review our stretch plan and APP so that we can accommodate uh, this adjustment. So some preliminary indications are that the reduction will adversely affect um, MISA's ability to achieve some of the performance targets and some of the indicators in our APP. So this presentation seeks to highlight highlight to the committee the impact of that budget adjustment uh, on the uh, APP and uh, the, the the strategic plan. So if you go to the next slide, um, the next slide just reflects the MISA's allocation for the 2020-2021 financial year and the subsequent uh, financial years over oh. the MTF So if you see um, the change uh, in our MTEF allocations um, over the three years, uh, 5% for the current financial year, 5% for the next financial year, and then lastly, 4% for the 2022, 2023 financial year, which is quite insignificant. And uh, as you can see, that uh, the bulk of our budget goes to the COE as well as uh, and and uh, very little goes to goods and services. If you go to the next uh, slide, this is um, how now the adjustment to our allocation um, in response to the COVID nineteen requirements uh, to our budget has resulted in. So we have reduced our budget by a total of five point nine million, which has then resulted in our budget. Um, our baseline being being um, adjusted from 359 million to 353 million. As we can see over the three financial years, um, I mean over the, mm. the 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 the, the, this, the MTF. This is how our budget um, is going to be affected. And um, as I have indicated before, uh, the bulk of our budget is is actually on a cost of employment and that very little is on goods and services. And if you go to the next slide, um, we're just reflecting on the impact of this budget adjustment on our strategic plan, as well as our um, performance plan, and that uh, we have commenced with the review of our strategic plan and APP in light of COVID-19, um, and that uh, the preliminary indications uh, mm-hmm. Uh, on our strategic plan and APP review process uh, that show that uh, the budget adjustment will not um, impact uh, the strategic plan, but will, however, have an impact on the annual performance plan. So specifically, this adjustment is going to affect only three output indicators in the approved APP, and I'll take you through... Those in the next slide. So, if you can go to the next slide, please. So, under program two, which is technical support services, um, under the outcome uh, efficiency in infrastructure management, we have two indicators, um, output indicators that are going to be affected through the budget adjustment. And the first one is the number of artisans placed in municipalities, as you know. This is one of the activities that MISA undertakes um, in terms of building capacity in municipalities. So what then this means is that we are not going to be able to proceed with this indicator as a result of the um, revision and the reduction of budget allocation. And then the second one is the waste, water and waste water process controllers that we also place in municipalities um, where we had a target of 50 of them that uh, we're planning to place, to train and place But as a result of the reduction in our budget, we will not be able to achieve um, these two indicators. So we are then uh, proposing that we remove the two indicators from our 2020 and 2021 APP um, as a result. And then if you go to the next slide, uh, under Program 3, which is IDMS, um, still under the same outcome. Um, we had an indicator of the number of feasibility studies conducted to address the misalignment of bulk water and reticulation in prioritized water services authorities. Now, what we are proposing is that we review and not remove the indicator. We review the indicator such that we don't uh, conduct any new feasibility studies because that also requires some resources, which unfortunately we will not be able to do because of the budget adjustment, and rather we support uh, water services authorities to address the misalignment of our water and And we are specifically looking at those that we supported in the previous financial year to um, develop the, to, to conduct the feasibility studies where we identified certain projects that need to be uh, um, prepared, prioritized, uh, budgeted for in order to address the misalignment. And if you go to the last slide, which is recommendations, we are then recommending that the Portfolio Committee and the uh, Standing Committee note the adjustment to the MISA allocation for the 2020-2021 financial year and the resultant impact on our current budget and that the committee notes um, the process of reviewing our five-year strategic plan and uh, current APP that will result in the tabling of the APP. And uh, that's the end of our presentation. Um, Chair, thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Acting CEO. Colleagues, can I see a show of hands? Yes, Chair, Kalipi. Kalipi,
4: you're the first one.
0: Followed by Hussein, Mukabe, Hussein, Direko. Who else? Colleagues.
6: (laughs) Uncle Tutuli.
0: Tutuli. Who else? So I'll take those first four and we'll see as we progress.
2: Honorable uh, Mkaleepi. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, I just want to engage the acting CEO on the presentation. Firstly, let us welcome the presentation, acting CEO. Uh, On the presentation, on the two indicators that will be removed, I just want to engage with you because uh we must get a very clear understanding uh on the impact of the completely removal of the indication on the a p p because when you are saying that uh number number of artisans placed in municipalities would be i think will be affected and that is a job loss so therefore we like to know why are you uh, taking that decision um to as an entity because it will have much effect on the on the people on the people's job also you talk about uh, the um, the number of water and wastewater process controllers placed in municipalities and uh, is covid-19 and we are discussing this adjusted budget because we want to address uh, the, the 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 covid-19 issues so if you are deciding as the entity that water and wastewater processes controllers, as well, must be removed completely. How is going to have a, a big impact uh, on the ground? That, uh, that's that's my, my 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 issue, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you,
1: Honourable
0: Kalipin, Honourable Yeah, uh,
1: Chair, I just want to ask this question, please. I uh, and it relates to, uh, obviously, the budget cuts. Uh, I noticed in particular there was uh-huh. the, the mention that the the uh-huh. feasibility studies around water articulation projects, that that's been drastically reduced. There won't be any new ones in the financial year. Uh, if if Misa can maybe just explain what the impact of that's going to be, as well as the overall impact of the reduction in any other particular targets. Thank you, Chair.
0: Thank you, Honourable Hussein,
7: uh, Honourable Direko. Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, I'm covered can by oh. Honourable Direko. Can we okay, just you.
0: see a bit of you?
5: Uh.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you, Chair. Uh, then covered. you can <laughs> say whatever you want to say now you that we can see you.
7: Yeah, I'm covered by Honorable Mukalipi, because my concern was on the impact of removing the program. And also wanted to know if they remove those programs, do they have any alternative to cover for what the program was doing? Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, we had the other uh, attendee.
0: Honorable Nkosilu Honorable
12: i'm covered but my my question i'm covered by the honourable who were spoken before me uh but the other i'm asking myself that uh, who told the, the 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 mesa that the the covert will be still there in 2023, if they are reducing those those items, thank you, Michelle.
0: That's all. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Who's part of your delegation?
16: Um. Thank you very much, Jefferson. I have with me our CFO, Ms. Fezeka Nombembe, and I also have with me uh, Mr. Sam Gobeni, who is the acting GDG for technical support services, and I also have Mr. Victor Matada, who's responsible for strategic planning in the organization. So I'm going to request them to support me with, Responses um, to the questions that the members have posed, and I think I'll I'll, I'll start with um, Mr. Sam Gobeni. Um, if you can just respond to the two indicators, um, the very two, the very critical indicators that um, will result in um, job losses, and uh, we're actually going to contribute towards job creation of those. Um, the placement of those artisans and, and and controllers. So I'm going to request him to just respond, um, Honorable Chair. Uh, Mr. Ngovin. Uh, thanks, Honorable
9: Chair, and thanks to uh, the acting CEO for the opportunity. Chair, l- l- let me first start off by indicating that the, the responsibility that we have as MISA is to support municipalities, and we need to take cognizance of the fact that municipalities are responsible for basic services. So any reduction in terms of the work that we do towards supporting municipalities will have a significant impact on municipalities and, and communities, given that they provide basic services. So there is no surprise that when we talk about the removal of these two indicators, yes, there will be a negative impact, uh, what is what comes in uh, very uh, clearly is that, yes, there are job opportunities which will be lost to uh, the numbers which were going to be deployed to these municipalities, but at the same time, municipalities will lose in terms of infrastructure, operations and maintenance support that uh, we're going to provide. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that... we we are are not going to be able to achieve the the, the outcome itself as as the acting CEO has already mentioned. There are several indicators that together with this one we're going to contribute towards us achieving ultimately in the long uh, in the long run in the medium to long run the the, the objective uh, of the institution. How do we know that there will still be COVID post uh, 2020-21 the, the removal doesn't necessarily mean that we won't be able to bring back because this is one of the programs that have been approved for for all out if if conditions improve and if we're able to restructure our programs going forward, we might as well bring this support back to 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 the municipalities so in, in short uh, uh, honorable chair there will be a negative impact, but the the impact will be mitigated through other interventions that we still have in the APP. Thank you. See you. Who's
16: next? Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Um, I think maybe before I give uh, the CFO an opportunity to respond, just to respond on Honorable Hussein's question about the impact of not doing the feasibility studies in the prioritised water services authorities. Yes, it's going to be an impact because it then means that municipalities are going to continue having um, projects um, that are not aligned uh, to the bulk that has been provided by, for example, the Department of uh, Water and Sanitation. And we're in the process of engaging the Department of Water and Sanitation in terms of how we can then assist municipalities as they reprioritize um, their grants, and uh, in particular the municipal infrastructure grant, that during that reprioritization process, at least they ensure that the projects that they will be implementing are aligned to the bulk um, infrastructure that the Department of Water and Sanitation has already uh, put in place. So We may not afford to do um, feasibility studies um, because they they, they can be quite costly at times. But what we'll be doing is then engaging um, the Department of Water and Sanitation in us assisting um, the water services authorities that whatever projects that they reprioritize water and sanitation are aligned to the existing uh, bulk um, infrastructure. I think then maybe the CFO can just comment on the, the budget cuts. I'm not sure that there's much that she can comment on, but um, if she has any comments, then she can comment. But I think um, the two crit- critical questions um, have been uh, responded to. Um, CFO?
10: Um, Good evening, um, Honourable Chairs and uh, members of the Committee's both Portfolio and Select Committee. I think the Acting CEO has covered me. uh, One, when she was
15: presenting the financial part, and Mm -hmm. number two, in responding to the impact on um, discontinuation of feasibility studies. Thank you very much.
0: Okay. Thank you, CFO. Colleagues, are there any other yes. follow up matters? Yes,
13: honorable cover here.
0: It's new <laughs> end. New <laughs> end is not follow up, it's a new end. Yes. We didn't raise questions earlier. Yes. Who else? Yes. Who else?
3: Chair, <laughs> <laughs> I've
14: Hadebe
2: is covered. <laughs> Jefferson, maybe you'll summarize for me because I didn't hear properly what was their response in regards to the job losses. I don't know why Honorable Hademi is covered, though. <laughs> you know why it's covered. Let's, let, 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 let I'll, I'll
0: do that. I'll do that. I heard them loud and clear for you. Let's allow Honorable Kikawa please.
13: Thank you, thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson, uh, I I have a problem about the MISA man. You see, MISA always they come to us and tell us things that are not happening. Uh, as you know, Chair, MISA sent me here in wazulu Natal and send a guy from Peter Marisburg to come. And here, what is the problem about the water here in what season, and what five? Until today, after that, I hear that they were arrested. Uh, until today, they will not even come back to the people they are fighting with me here. If it means I can tell us the truth what they are doing and where, because what they are saying they are doing, I mean, I cannot even attest to that thing because they Put me here in case they, they make me to be a liar here. Where is the Mesa now to support the municipality to come and put, mm. and give people water here in World Six? There is no water here in World Six, as we speak. And in World Six, there are pipes that are, are, are underway, are, in, are inside all over mm. here, but no water is, is happening here. People they don't have water. As the, the government, uh, uh, what is that, Command Council, Every day, tell people that they must wash their hands. They will wash their hands about what because Mesa is came here and telling us things that are not true. They are not true what they are saying here, these people. If it is true, where is the water in what is I mean, what do we speak today? There is no water. I mean, people are crying about water and they are calling me every day. And say, you came with people that they were sent by Mesa. Because I told them that Mesa, these people, they are from Mesa, in the province. They're sent by the CEO from the National. Even today, I mean, I cannot agree that Mesa, there is something that they are doing except to be arrested. Yes, I can agree that they were arrested. But to say they are giving people water, they are talking with their water sanitation, to do what? Where is the water here in World 6? Thank you, Chair.
0: I think, CEO, you are responsible for infrastructure. That could be a question. ne? Or can you... Chair? Yes? If you
2: in,
0: you are breaking on a revolution,
2: Respect, I think that the CEO must hear. respond we
0: can hear you. You are breaking, Honorable Mkhalipi? OK. OK. Check No, you are breaking. Unless you text that to me, I'm going to raise it quickly. The um. connection is better. Yes. Oh, it's OK, uh, I'll try.
3: Can she send me her question? Okay. I'll ask her on
0: Honorable, question on the question for Honourable. Yeah, okay. it's
2: next true, OK, uh, that's better,
0: that's yeah. better.
2: OK, sure. I will. Proceed, proceed. Honourable
0: kalipi OK. The question of yeah,
2: Mamkize. <laughs> Am I audible? Okay. Yes. yes. Do you hear you me, are. You are. You can proceed. Yes, Cheperson. Yes, Cheperson. I really, really, really want to emphasize on the point of um- Mamkize. Chairperson. this is very bad. This is not the first time Honorable Mamkize is raising this. And I remember where does this emanate from? This matter yes. of Mamkize, when she in- engaged the, the MISA, it was long before when we have a strategic plan. That was, I think it was last year. And it can't be that each time when Misa is there, and Honorable Mamkiza must raise the very same question. So the CEO of Misa must take serious what Mamkiza is. So I appeal to you, Chairperson, that it must be the last time Mamkiza is frustrated about this matter as a member of the Portfolio Committee. So the the, 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 the CEO of Misa respond. Yeah, he Mr.
0: M'Govern? must re- he must
9: respond for this last. Mr. Uh, Mr. Th- th- you know the problem of monkeys. Th- th- thank you, thank you, Honourable Chair. Uh, yes, yes, I am aware that uh, the Honourable Member has, on several occasions, raised this matter uh, with with the Miss Accounting Officer. Uh, Chair, can we be allowed to make a commitment to to give a a report back uh, to the honourable member uh, through the chairperson of the portfolio committee on exactly what is transpiring in the area? And I believe members will Mm -hmm. best understand that our responsibility as MISA it's, it's, it's not to provide infrastructure, but to support municipalities in those spaces to provide infrastructure. And there is no way that we're going to run away from this responsibility. And we, we should be able to, to give uh, very soon uh, I mean, a, a, a very good report in terms of what is obtaining. And if there are plans which are underway in terms of, of resolving the matter, that uh, the Honourable is referring to will indicate and, and, and also show the time frame. We don't want to commit here without uh, tangible information, uh, Honourable Chair, but uh, the matter is not uh, The issue on
0: this one is the pity. CEO uh, is having a bereavement. I think we'll have to write to him on this matter. Remember last time he assured Mom Kese to attend to the matter? Acting CEO, can you take this matter and raise it sharply with the CEO? We can't continue to have a matter that keeps on continuing. Every time we have a meeting with you, Mam Kize will raise this issue because this is the matter that emanated in our induction as a committee. June, okay. if I'm not mistaken, last year, it's almost a year Mam Kize has been raising this issue with your good selves, and it can't be. So that's um that's the message that you must take home, all of you, that this matter must be rest- In fact, I we need a written response in the next uh, seven days on this matter because it has been long, long hanging this matter. It can't be that it continue to be, mom all the time will be raising these issues. Uh, uh, those are the issues. The other matter, colleagues. I okay. should believe then we need to, to 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 dispose this matter of misa already we've exceeded Parliament's time by six minutes. The other issue that colleagues I wanted us to deal with was with regard to this correspondence that has uh, been sent to us by the d g if for uh, yeah i think mm. then we'll deal with that matter when we reconvene when the d g comes also in relation to the bill, because we wanted clarity in that correspondence. Can I ask uh, it purely affects NA members? Then I think we'll deal with it in our normal uh, committee meeting in the absence of the colleagues from the NCOP. Can I hand over to the chair? Maybe let me first deal with the quorum issues so that the chairperson will just close the meeting make some closing remarks. Uh, from the NCOP side, in our attendance, we have the chair of the Select Committee, Honorable Dodovu. Then we had Honorable Mfayela, Honorable Keni Mutamai, Honorable Zandamela, Honorable Karine Fessel, Honorable uh, Zuki Nghita, Honorable Matamola, Honorable Inok Mutetwa, Honorable Seleku, Honorable Martha Bartlett and Honorable George Michael and then on our side, NA we had Honorable Mukalipi, Honorable Kleza, Honorable Lutule, Honorable Uzim, Honorable Brink, Honorable Kava, Honorable Hadewe, Honorable Kurneveld, Honorable Direko, Honorable Mpumza. That's the attendance, Honourable Kaba indicated. That's the attendance from the NA side. Unless if there's anyone that have omitted. We had an apology from the NA side, Honourable uh, Opperman. And Honourable Hogue. Oh, those were the two apologies from our side on the NA. Otherwise, the meeting was full house. Chair, Can you close up the meeting? And... Uh, over to you, Okay,
6: Honourable uh, Chair Mutambi, I think this was a, a long but useful meeting, and as I was observing, we didn't only deal with issues of the budget, but members took the opportunity to get clarity on other issues that are extremely important as per the work of both MISA and the component of the traditional affairs which is quite good and i think it is quite important that we must continue to engage with these uh, agencies and i agree that we need to make a lot of follow-ups in terms of dealing with that i think we have understood what the budget adjustments of the traditional affairs and and misa are that is the difference of five million from MISA and three million rand from the traditional affairs. And we are going to continue to engage with uh, these agencies throughout the year. So that they not only stick on their budgets, but they also ensure that they impact positively under the operations of of COVID-19. Having said that, Honorable Chair, I think uh, we must thank Uh, the leadership of uh, copta with the understanding that we still have to make follow-up, a follow-up meeting with uh, the minister, the DG, as uh, as, as with regard to the component of cooperative governance. We will continue to engage with that. But having said that, thank the officials from MISA, led by the acting CEO, as well as the DG of uh, Traditional mm-hmm. Affairs. I think this was quite a wonderful uh, engagement uh, from their side. And on that score, also thank members uh-huh. of parliament for actively participating, asking questions and getting clarity in respect of those uh-huh. particular questions. On that note, I take this opportunity to say that the meeting is formally uh, adjourned. Uh, thank yeah. you
0: before that, there's an announcement for tomorrow. We're also inviting members of the NCOP to join us if they will be free from six. We are dealing with an OR-Tambo District Municipality. You might have seen some unpleasant thing all over the media. So we are calling them to come to account to the portfolio committee tomorrow. It will be nice now that we are doing these meetings after hours, even if you have hectic schedule. It will be nice to have you colleagues from the NCOP so that we work together because, in fact, this thing is happening in the municipality in the province. And that's where that's your area of actual operation as members of the NCOP. We love to have those who will have time to be part of the meeting tomorrow evening. Same time, 18 hours. The link will be sent to all of you. All
6: right. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you, everyone. Thank, thank you, you.
5: colleagues. Thank, thank you. Good, uh, good uh, night.
0: And take care. I'm sorry. bye okay.
10: Bye-bye.
5: Bye-bye.
6: Bye-bye.
15: Bye-bye. Bye, bye.